Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Film Buds podcast. This is episode number 38, and my name is Henry. Braden? Chloe. Yep, so Chloe's back from Mexico. Uh, Chloe, how was your trip? Pretty good. Pretty good? <laughs> Pretty good? I got some color. Oh, yeah, I can see. Got a little tan there. Woo! Cool. <laughs> Do anything yeah. interesting down there? Well, I went to, like, Mayan temples or ruins, I guess, now, which Ooh. is pretty cool. That actually is a cool thing. I'm all yeah. for, if you're going to go somewhere, don't just, like, no, we I'm on the beach. So. It's not my style. We always do educational you. things. What else do we do? Yeah. We went around, like, an actual town as opposed to, like, the touristy stuff. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. I don't know. It was beautiful. Let's... Everybody should go. Sorry? Everybody should go. Then we decided to fiddle with volume settings at an opportune moment. Hot mic, hot mic. Hot mic. Um, uh, that's also because I've never been a big fan of it. Like, like when I was in Japan, it was kind of funny because a lot of the students just hung out with the other students and went to all the touristy right. places. Yeah. And you're not really taking in any of the culture. You're not really learning about right. this other place. Because you're, all you're doing is, let's go to McDonald's. Let's. I take a phone call. I don't know why she's calling me and she never calls me, so like I said. So Chloe has to take a phone call with us here. Alright, we're back in action here. (laughs) So Chloe had a little (laughs) quick phone call there. All all is is well, though. So, well, Brayden, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm alive. That's good. I weathered this weekend. I won't go into the details, but I'll just say this weekend was pretty bad. You you know it, Henry. Oh, yeah. I saw you off the air, Chloe. Oh, yeah. And now it's Tuesday. Oh, no, it's, so. it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Chloe. <laughs> you know what's funny? In my head, I was like, Chloe, don't say it's Monday because it's Tuesday. So I really, really messed that one up. You're fine. It's, it's jet lag. You no. lost a day <laughs> yeah. in Mexico yeah, somehow. I did. Too you much know, my, tequila. My stepdad can't remember a whole year of his life in college. Really? Yeah, he went to college when he was 16 because he skipped grades. And then he can't remember anything because he just went nuts. So... And now he's, you know, fine. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Cool. Apparently he must have really enjoyed that one year. Something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, my dog is here with us. Yeah. Uh, once again. <laughs> so, well, I'm all right, too. <laughs> that's that's all I Okay, I no one ever asked how you are. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, doing, doing all right. So... Yeah, no uh, creepy customers uh, since that the one guy. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to that uh, on the airplane. And, oh. and I was in, not like, well, never mind. But, yeah, I was around people who were taking life very seriously. And I was laughing really <laughs> hard. <laughs> they were all really mad about it. Was it was a bunch of business people on the plane or something? Or? Uh, well, we got pushed up to first class. Ooh. So they were already mad that, like, we were arriving late as it were you know what i mean because mm-hmm. we like <laughs> i don't know we look like the two stooges i guess but we we're kind of going up classic so we were in first class and they all and i was laughing at the podcast and it was just like it was something out of a movie like this movie you know the scene where all the moms like turn or whatever yeah all the kids look at the you know in the s- surreal world where they're all it's like 1950s yeah classic yeah. scene it was like that <laughs> A little, a little bit like that in. scene from Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Today, at preschool this morning, 
I, by the same child, I was both asked to be his mom and also proposed to by him. Wow. <laughs> so he's hitting all the other pool. Yeah. Yeah. He's child there. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. Bless his heart. Uh, but, uh, alright, well, we actually have a lot to talk about this week. I'm like, a lot of episodes, so we should probably uh, get into our, oh, I didn't even say what we're going to be talking about. So we are going to be reviewing A Wrinkle in Time. And then we're also going to be doing a uh, kind of a one-off documentary review of the uh, documentary Tower that just was released on Netflix from 2016. Completely different film. Yeah. But yeah, that was a no bit sense. jarring of a <laughs> watching Wrinkle in Time and going and watching Tower. <laughs> I told Henry when we saw Wrinkle in Time, I was just saying, did Brain have to go see this? <laughs> Just picture mm-hmm. you going in and out of the theater. And I find it very amusing. For no, I didn't reason. go. I mean, if I'm in to watch a film, I try as hard as much as possible to stay in the theater and watch the film. I may have to excuse myself. <laughs> no, I just meant the, the call of nature. But I just meant the, <laughs> I just meant the practice call of you of walking into Brooklyn time. Just to me, that's just an event that I can hardly picture. Just because it's not my type of film? Or? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so we're gonna be reviewing those two films and then we have we're gonna be talking about the new trailer for fantastic beasts the crimes of grindelwald yeah great title yeah. so don't hate and then we have some listener mail some good listener mail some good picks of the week and so all the usual stuff so thanks for joining us i i'm a little late to we're five minutes in i'm a little late to saying that but <laughs> Uh, that's okay. I blame myself. I'm really sorry for the phone call debacle. Oh, it's fine. Of it's 2018. Fine. Classic film buds. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, because, you know, Gemma's call. Well, what, I was about to say, it wasn't even my sister. Yeah, it's too bad. How's she doing, by the way? she good? No. She's oh. sick. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm Ooh, sorry, Gemma. Very yeah, sorry. Everybody's sick right now. Yeah. Not I'm me not for sick. a change. Yeah, oddly enough, I'm not sick. But <laughs> me, me neither. I get sick once a year. In April, so time approaches. Oh, it's coming. I know it's coming for me. <laughs> dun dun dun. That's what my birthday is too. So. Ooh. I know. Okay, so I guess we should just move on to our review of A Wrinkle in Time, and 2018 we have... parentheses because 2003 one is a different movie. Correct. So was there a 2003? You have to see it. Let's let's uh, let's take a listen to a clip first, and then we'll come back and talk. <laughs> What if we are here for a reason? What if we are not just in the universe, but the universe is within all of us? Think about quantum entanglement. Two electrons, once bonded together, in love, if you will, suddenly separated by a galaxy, but somehow still just as connected. An unbroken union despite being galaxies apart. And our most recent calculations show us that these fields connect us to other dimensions. Dimensions outside of the limitations of space and time. Imagine that, imagine. Rather than enduring the oppressive rules of time and space, we could wrinkle it. 91 billion light years traveled like that. This one was blue. <laughs> <laughs> I got that on recording. Oh. All of it or just the this just, one? Just the blue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, straight. Uh, so, uh, Wrinkle in Time is directed by Ava DuVernay. Let me do the cast. Okay. 
uh, Ava DuVernay and stars... We got Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> Mindy Kaling, Oprah, Chris Pine, Storm Reed. Roth. Storm Reed. Storm Reed. I know. Do you? And Calvin and George M- Michael. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful reading there. George really? Michael? Yes, George Michael. So, the plot synopsis is, after the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings send Meg, her brother, and her friend to space in order to find them. Find him. Sorry. Space. Find him. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, no, it's lame. It's not really space. <laughs> no. They send them to planets the that happen to be points in not space, but it's, system. yeah. Yeah. Just terrible. Isn't the point that they're going to other dimensions as well? It's yep. not simply a... Yep. I read all galaxy. the books. I read the other three books that are after the books. And I like the 2003 movie a lot. So, I'm really... I didn't realize that there was already a, an adaptation of these. I don't, I'm trying to remember if I read them or it's not. It's so I good. Read oh, my God. You got to get on it. Okay. I know that they're like kids' books, quote-unquote. They're very good for everybody. Well, I've got other well, stuff I need to read. Wait, Whatever. I, I have no issue with, with children's books. They're it's not just... children's books. Quote, unquote. Okay, <laughs> young adult, whatever you want. No, to call no, them. no, not there for everybody. Whatever. Keep going. All right, so uh, what did y'all think of A Wrinkle in Time? Who wants to go first? I don't know. I'll... Perhaps Chloe should go first because she's got some context. You're the, you're the wrinkle well... fan. Comparative. Well, basically... Uh, Chloe, you and I saw this together last night. Yeah, I already told you my feelings. Couldn't keep them inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chloe was losing it. <laughs> I was in the parking lot, as usual. The Timberland parking lot, just lose it. <laughs> Standing in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, I backed up. So, okay. Because we were going to get hit by a truck. Yeah, anyway. Right. That'd be bad. Okay. First bit, I said... Well, it's different. No Sonny or Dennis, but that's fine. They had two more siblings. Oh, I love Sonny. Oh. Took to ride out of them. They're like, supposed to, they're like the cool ones. Uh-huh. Their twins were like in between, and they're like, cool. Whatever. They weren't in that. I said, eh, whatever. No one needs them. And the, you know, Oprah and Reese Witherspoon and Mindy Kaling uh-huh. killed it. Reese Witherspoon, Henry and I agreed. You probably will too. was hilarious. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's, so she was good. very good. When they disappeared, I said, oh, no. Really, yeah. just just down, just such a dramatic, like a log ride style downhill. Just so dramatic and terrible. Can I say, whoever did Oprah's eyebrows for the whole film, I want them to do my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice. Yeah. That was awesome. No, their makeup was killer. Sparky. Their costumes. I wasn't Sparky crazy eyebrows. about Minnie Kalings, though. What? A little goofy. What? You didn't like the hairdos and the... Uh, the hairdo was fine. The dresses, I wasn't crazy the dre- No, her dresses, because she quotes across the uh-huh. world and everything, right? And her her dresses went across cultures as well. Looked so she funky. Had, no, she, she was pregnant for some of it. No, I mean like the... No, like the, spoo- the spoofy, like... I liked it. Be I quiet. Was lame. She had an Asian dress, I didn't really African... Like with her. No, I mean, the, I had no problem with that. Mostly just the poof. Okay, Just whatever. Like the Napoleon Dynamite kind of poop. I liked it. Anyway, the point is, they went totally, they just, mer- they just, I don't know how to say this, they took the plot to the most uh, reduced level possible. Yeah. Like, nothing happened. It made very little sense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they didn't explain anything. Michael Pena's character, 
huge deal in the books and the mm-hmm. other movie too. And more of Yeah, I was wondering why he was even in that. I think he shows up and then you see he's got red eyes and you go, Oh, he must be which a bad guy. Which and is a huge he, deal. And then he falls apart. The red eyes are a big deal. Anyway. Okay. Also in the book that it is a giant brain. I understand why they didn't do that in this movie because a giant brain is not very lovely. It's kinda of grody. Yeah. But, but, like I, I said this yesterday, they replaced it with the Demogorgon. I don't like that very much. Oh, from, yeah, from Stranger Things. The Mama Things. Demogorgon looked just yeah. like that Clarification thing. there, yeah. Yeah. Basically, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If you're going to take source material and just rip it to shreds that much, Do and just right. change it a little bit more and just give it another name. Yeah. You know? Especially, and I, but for what it was, I do if that had been the case, I would have really respected it. Obviously, I'm like not my demo. I'm not the demographic, but mm-hmm. I really respected it for a Disney movie that was very, you know, very feminist, dealt with actual issues. A lot of diversity will still be interesting for kids. Like all the kids in my pottery classes and stuff really liked it. Mm-hmm. So there we go. But ugh, underwhelmed. Well, I mean, that's the problem. Is when I was watching this, I was thinking, well, okay. Should I watch this through the eyes of a child? Because this is intended, you know, obviously the demographic is is, is, is intended to be children, but at the same time, you know, I'm an adult. Movie. Yeah, I'm an adult watching this, and there are there is a precedent for, for a lot of these films yeah. being both appealing, appealing both to children and to adults. Like, I think about, I mean, a lot of the Pixar films, they do a good job of that. Right. Yeah, and the Harry Potter films... I think did a good job. Yeah. I mean, it starts off as more of a children's film, but then by the end of the series, yeah. which mirrors what Rowling does with the books, yeah. it's more mature uh, adults. You know, people grew up with these books. I knew people yeah. who were in their teens when they first started reading this. My sister. In their 20s or 30s when My it was done. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you obviously you're not like a full-blown 40-something-year-old adult by that point in time, but you are. More mature, more adult, and so, and the book still had some appeal. To, so there's a precedent for accomplishing. Yeah, having yeah. some overlap between children, and this film just felt like it just dropped so much of the complexity of storytelling and character. It was all gone, especially you have so much to work with. Yeah, I'm like a broken record at this point. Like Charles Wallace, he's the coolest little character in the whole world, and this you're like, what happened to? Charles? What happened to Charles Wallace? He just, he just sort of struck me. For somebody, you know... They, well, they talk every once how in a while... genius, right? Yeah. Well, every once in a while, you see how Meg is intelligent. She says yeah. she'll just throw out something about physics, and you go, ooh, yeah. she's smart. Okay. Charles Wallace, you never see him. He's supposed to be just this yeah. brilliant, prodigal mind, and you yeah. never see any of that. He mostly just stomps around and uses multisyllabic words. Yeah. And he just... Everybody get Charles Wallace, Charles it's Wallace, horrible, Charles Wallace. I mean, half of the film, I seriously yeah. was just taken up with his name. Yes, yeah, it's a big name. Charles Wallace. Charles I mean, half the just do Charlie. But, okay, yeah. so basically, I must tell you, Give me a break. Charles Wallace is supposed to not talk to anybody. He's like super intelligent, mm-hmm. right? But it's not like said. Like you can kind of tell. The kid was a good actor, right? Mm-hmm. Charles Wallace in 2003 killed it. You were like, oh, this kid's really smart just by looking at his face. But anyway, he didn't talk to anybody. He talked to Calvin. And that's when Meg was like, oh, my God, Calvin must be cool, right? Yeah. Also, Meg in the books and in the old movie is not supposed to be super. She's supposed to be kind of normal-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't mind the change at all. I think it's good. But 
Charles Wallace got really thrown to the wayside. Hmm. Crushed my soul. Got the axe. I love Charles Wallace. He just turned red. Just, they just Oh, they didn't even make his eyes red, right? No. no. What the heck? I mean, he, he just sort of oh, struck shit. me as, as, as <laughs> twerpy yeah. in this film. Like, he just, he just sort of like he used big words and was constantly yeah. yelling at people. And that kid's gonna be famous though. <laughs> oh, he was a, he was a good he was actor. He was a good yeah. actor, but but no, I think the terrible. direction that they decided to take his character it's dweeb. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just character development in general didn't was exist. Just awful in this film. Like Calvin, who the hell is he? What is his point in the oh, film? Calvin's cute. Oh, yeah. I like Calvin. That's I mean, basically Calvin. Like that was basically Calvin all through. Every form of Calvin is like that. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? What? <laughs> I'm saying the Calvin in this movie is not dissimilar. He's the most similar to the other Calvin versions. So he's a completely superfluous throwaway. Oh, I like nothing. Calvin. But yeah. He served absolutely no purpose. You he's charismatic. You could have excised him from the film is and it would have been the exact same. I thought, I thought he was, was a cutie. I thought he was a little. Okay, but I, I didn't think he was that charismatic, though. Like you don't him. get a sense he's supposed to be good at diplomacy and he doesn't he doesn't broker, he, he doesn't do negotiate, he does nothing. He mostly just follows around Meg and says, You got pretty hair. Yeah, he doesn't Which vaguely sounds like creepy. I yeah. just I'm getting flashbacks <laughs> to deliverance, you know. <laughs> oh, you yeah. got a pretty mouth. <laughs> you know. I no, basically it was just really underdeveloped. Like it was just t- just so they just took out everything useful and just left the <laughs> remnants. No. Well, I mean that was that was my issue with it is this the storytelling was atrocious. Yeah, the, terrible. The character development was non-existent. Yep. And I mean, I mean that's Meg, that's a problem. Meg these are things barely. They also are, didn't have to do anything. They left out a bunch of planets. There's an ice planet with some Wookies, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, see, that's the other thing is they go to a planet and it's like let's talk to the flowers and then we're flying and then we're falling. I mean, it's. Yeah. Honestly, the, the whole film is what I would imagine having an acid trip is like. <laughs> you're not exactly what's going on. You're sure what's going on. But it all seems so incredibly bored, profound yeah. and very pretty in flashy lights. I didn't even think it was very pretty, to be honest. Really, I like some of the stuff. I liked, uh, I liked the uh, the shots of the sort of the designs, the aesthetic of, of well, really, they didn't even go anywhere. They went to one planet, Yeah, they went right? to freaking nowhere. And then they end up on Kamazot. <gasps> Which was... No, they went to one planet, and then they went to the planet with Happy, the, the Oracle, Zach Alphanakis, yeah. who actually... The Happy Medium. Them. The Happy Medium. Okay, now it's I get it. That's, that's cute. <laughs> uh, and I like that planet as well, actually. I mean, I like the aesthetics. I like the design of the planets. Yeah, but it's you just didn't get like to explore the, them at all. Yeah, it's you didn't get to... It's a claustrophobic movie, like... Right? Mm, you don't, it's you impressive don't, since it's outside in places you've never been. Right. And then, then nothing, there's no, there's nothing. I, they go to these planets, and rather than exploring the planets and, and having any kind of plot or character development unfold through their exploration of the planets and following a, a trail of clues, it's mostly just, let's go to this planet and talk to this celebrity. Yeah. Hey, now we're on this other cool <laughs> planet, so let's, <laughs> let's spend the whole thing indoors talking oh, to Zach Galifianakis. Brayden, I met two famous people on my travels. Yep. Oh. Yeah, we we mentioned it. I you know I said uh, you met Tim Timothy. Timothy Oliphant saw him like every day. Really? Was he down at the same place, in Mexico? Was? Yeah, he was really nice. Huh. And then uh, Billy Burke in the airport. Billy Burke. Yeah, 
the dad from Twilight. <laughs> Brilliant actor. Charlie Swan. He's in loads of other stuff. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't I don't know him. Me, me not, a, not a big Twilight fan, so. Me neither. I still know Well, actually, I didn't super know who he was. I was like, hmm. Took me a long time. Timothy Oliphant's super cool, though. Yeah, Timothy yeah. Oliphant. He's great and justified, and I really liked him justified. a lot. Justified. My favorite uh, show. Live for your die hard. He's good in everything. Mm-hmm. That he is. He's Timothy Oliphant. Have you seen San Clarita the Diet? No, no, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't oh, seen that pretty one Pretty funny. I really liked it. Kaylee didn't like it. We were watching it on someone named Robert's account at the beach, because Robert left his Netflix up on the TV we were staying in, the room we were staying in. Thanks, Robert. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Robert. And so, uh, <laughs> what? Oh, it was Robert the guy who hacked into ours. Regardless, we were, <laughs> we were using... Weird. Remember someone made a <laughs> No, I know. Yeah, very odd thing to do. But, anyway. Oh, very What special. were we talking about? Wrinkle in time. Oh, yeah. Pretty bad. Well, well I... Uh, the main reason I wanted to see this was for because of Ava DuVernay, who did mm-hmm. Selma and Thirteenth, or is it the, yeah. is it the Thirteenth? It's the Thirteenth because okay. it, it's in reference to the Thirteenth Amendment. Right. So, uh, and so I was a big fan of hers, and so I was I haven't read any of the books or no uh, content. Yeah, no. I, I was interested to see what she would do with the children's film. But yeah, I'm sorry to interject. I, no, that's okay. Um, so, but I, mean, I was kind of worried it would be kind of like a Ryan Coogler situation where it's he does these cool indie movies and then. He kind of does a big blockbuster. He kind of loses his. You didn't like Black Panther. I liked it, but it's not as good as Creed. I, think. I mean, and Creed I was like Fruitvale spectacular, Station. but I mean, given the fact that <clears throat> that it's a comic book movie, you still have to. Oh no, certain. No, I mean, in terms of like a like losing like a style, like I felt like he it had a certain voice and style in those films, and then I feel like when they go into these big films like that, they kind of lose a sense of um, personality. To me, yeah, and I felt like, in, in at times, that's what this felt like. Because I mean, I, I, it started off like the first ten minutes were terrible. Like it had, I don't remember. Like, oh, I, like god. it had so. Oh my god, yeah, so archetypal. Yeah, so um, it had like a the pop soundtrack was so lame. Oh, and, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, also bothered me about this. It was like. <laughs> Every 15 minutes, it seemed to, Wrinkle in Time seemed to, like, break down into music videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, and, and they're flying along, and you're just going, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so. I could just go home and watch MTV. Yeah. And I, it would have the same They don't effect. have music on MTV anymore, Brandon. This is true. VH1 now. This is true. No, VH1 doesn't show music either, I thought. They do. They no? do? Who shows music then? Nobody. Kids bopping commercial. Kids bopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But, uh, kids bop. So, but the after that part, and they get into the world. I was actually like, all right, I'm digging this. I can. I'm feeling it. I yeah. like. I like the visuals. I liked Reese Witherspoon a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, if this is the whole movie, I'm going like I'm going four stars on this. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. It's simple. It's not much plot. They're just exploring places, but then I won't spoil it, but there's a separation of characters and I just knew, like, oh, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Which this, happens this... in the books and in the other movie, but it really carries well. Yeah. Because well, there's more plot and the bad guy comes in well, that's... makes up for it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say, is, is I'm sure in the books if characters drop out there's some reason, there's some explanation, it's a plot device. Yeah. And so you understand why this character in this 
It's just like lazy writing. It was really lazy. It was basically, simply put, really lazy writing, yeah. It's just it's just I sloppy agree. storytelling. It's just, you know, it, as you were saying, Henry, I mean, it's just at one point, it's just characters are in and out and in and out. And you don't know, other than Meg being relatively static, you're, oh, here's the dad, and Calvin's gone, and now Calvin's back, and the dad's gone, and here's Charles Wallace, and he's here, then he's gone, and you don't know what's going on. And there's no explanation given as to why these characters yeah. are in and out. It's just all of a sudden, poof, somebody's gone. Yeah. A few minutes later, poof, somebody else is gone. And you don't know, you're, you're never really, there's no explanation given as to why they're disappearing. And it's just, it's just sloppy storytelling. I read, one of the reviews I read about this actually said that when Ava DuVernay got the script, she had to rewrite something like nine-tenths of it. And, and if she did... She had to is a little... Well, if she did, then, 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 then she probably should she probably have gone back and... Pl- yeah, she probably took out all the big stuff. Maybe, I don't know. Like... Mm. I mean, it's it it just seems like it's it's too much of a kids' film. Like all the stuff that really makes a film outstanding was just pulled out, and it's just you know purely visuals mm-hmm. and sort of dumbed down philosophical yeah. mumbo jumbo. So, well, light is was, good, dark is bad. What? Let's all be happy. Well, that's the point. Know. Can I Look. can I finish? <laughs> can I finish? <laughs> finish my well. So I do it here, Henry. Yes, that's <laughs> <gonna finish. laughs> uh, so anyway, so I, there's when there's a separa- separation of characters, I immediately knew how it was going to go, and the second half is terrible. Pretty yeah. much everything, aside from the Michael Pena part, the visuals get dark and dull and kind of ugly, and it's most, but not in a cool way. Yeah, it's mostly just plot driven, and you spend time with the kids who. It's not, not even plot driven. I don't know what. Driven. It was just a bunch of kind of mumbo jumbo yeah. that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And the in the third act is horrendous. Like the the fight climactic fight yeah, is terrible. God, just terrible. And it's so generic. And, yeah. And so I was actually in that first like middle forty minutes. I was like actually really enjoying it. Zach Galifianakis yeah. is hilarious. Loved yeah. it. Wish I wish he could have been in it more. Mm-hmm. And that's all the happy medium does, Henry. I don't care. More, more happy medium. Yeah. <laughs> or not just spend a night there and just kind of chill. Talk about stuff. Explore, explore more of the world. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Reese Witherspoon. Who is she again? Miss who? Miss What's or It. No, she's Miss What's It. Yeah. But she's got a crush on him. Let's explore that relationship. That could be fun. Yeah. But you I know, like giant that. celestial beings having a love. You know, if the yeah. whole point is about love, then why not look at... They had their own form of love. It was cute. Sure. But I, I did really like Chris Pine. He's not in it much, but I did really like him. And I was telling Chloe yesterday that I wish that they had just made this movie about his, uh, like, lecturing Lecture. <laughs> career. Like, it's just about him going to a university. Mm-hmm. He and was just, so passionate. And, and, le- and giving his lectures and then debating with students and professors about his ideas. And then just going home and having, like, the girl and the wife there and just having a little banter thing. Going back and to- the wife. They're partners. Well, what what fascinated yes, what but, fascinated me is is what little actual science they put into the film. I mm-hmm. think well, at least they're actually, talking about it. Though. No, they well, barely explain the wrinkle. It's like a well, I think yeah, I think well the film the, the, uh, the, the book by Madeline Lingle, I think preceded a lot of the work that's been done in string theory. But it's interesting how they sort of transposed ideas coming out of string theory onto the film because there is something. 
I, uh, I forget exactly what they said, but something about sympathetic electrons, and no matter, you could stretch yeah. them across the entirety of the universe, and they'd still have share a certain frequency. So, I mean, there's it's interesting to think that there are electrons, there are atoms, at the far reaches of the universe that were there at the time of the Big Bang. Boom, Big Bang. Yep. The universe expands, <laughs> and so there are electrons that still share some sort of field or frequency or something at either end of the universe, and you could instantaneously transmit between those two. And string theory, I think, you know, if any physicists are listening, please, please, please let me, correct me, let me know what it actually is, but, you know, He's from what... He's trying to make physicists friends. This is what <laughs> well, no, I mean, what, what little I understand <laughs> about me. string theory is, is, is there is work on this kind of stuff, and that there is a potential for atoms to, to, uh, transpose, no, not transpose, but, but... Sound it out. Move across dimensions. Yeah. And so you could actually shift from one dimension to the next using this, these frequency waves. Now, whether or not you can actually transmit full-on matter or just like signals of some sort, I don't know. Anyhow, yeah. it's it's interesting, uh, and which brings us to the point, Henry, that you were discussing earlier, speaking of strength well, and physicists. <laughs> Stephen Hawking just died. I yeah, and we'll, yeah, we'll be talking about that uh, a little bit later. So, that. but, uh, but yeah. So I mean, I I kind of wish they would just do a movie like that about Chris Pine because he was good, and I liked the lectures and everything. We could just watch Chris Pine sit and read read a read a magazine. For yeah, Chris yeah. Pine loves the feminist movies. I said that yesterday too. Yeah, he did. He did Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. I love Chris Pine. Have you guys seen that famous thing of Chris Pine? Just the one tear. No. No. Really. Oh, it's so fun. It's so cute. <laughs> but, uh, and when I actually did not despise Oprah, like I usually do in most movies. I'm usually... I'm like, I think she's just so designed up and kind of yeah. makeup and everything that I kind of forgot it was her for the most part, but I thought <laughs> she was actually all right. I thought she was ridiculous. I'm not under the Oprah spell, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's obnoxious that she has a magazine that's just her on it every month. That's, like, a pretty extra, right? Right. Yeah. But I thought she was... I get it now. I get the Oprah spell after this movie. Whenever she talked, I said, oh my god. My well, life not, has changed. I'm not a huge fan of her media empire because I think a lot of it is built on, on just nonsense. But but that being said, Oops. she is uh, <laughs> a tremendous figure in terms of every uh, the, the philanthropic work that she's done. So I yeah. have a, a great deal of respect for Oprah as a philanthropist. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, as an actress, as an actress, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Really? Yeah. I yeah. thought she was, I'm a little bit. Well, I never, I never saw Beloved. 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 I never saw that. Never saw it. It was supposed to be pretty bad. Hmm. Uh, I mean, she was in Selma and I, I, she just stuck out so much. Cause she's Oprah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the problem is you watch her and you're thinking, Oprah, you're not thinking actress. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't know that she's necessarily bad, but she's Oh, not. I thought she was really good, and I don't like Matt, her at all. I Matt, thought no, 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 I mean just in general. In Wrinkle in oh. Time, I thought she was actually kind of... Yeah, just her persona, yeah. the status, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did, I was kind of annoyed about, or annoyed by Mindy Kaling's writing for her. Like the, this Shakespeare, British. Like, that kind of whole, you kind of almost predictably what she was going to say. It's a character. I know, but in terms of how it was presented, it got kind of annoying. Except when she went, dang, that was hilarious. 
Mindy Kaling came out for a second. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I... Mindy I, Kaling's like my hero. Have we discussed this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. So, uh... <laughs> but I did really like uh, the Storm Reed actress. I thought she was yeah. really good, especially towards the end, like when she reconnects with her dad. Like, yeah, that was, that was good. A good scene, well, you know. All the first. all the young actors in the film I thought were outstanding. Yeah, me yeah. too. She's. I'm. I'm really looking forward to. To I. I liked Calvin the actor. The character was terrible. Mm-hmm. Not his fault. He did what he could with it. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought he was. He seemed very natural. Yeah. Which was good. And so hopefully he'll 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 have a further career in films and more interesting characters rather than just like starstruck. Oh, I love your hair, you know. Um, but um, yeah, all the young actors in the film I thought were really good. Storm, Reed, Reed, and the fellow that played Calvin, and then the, the super young fellow that played George Michael. George Michael. <laughs> Yes, uh, and Robin. Oh, no, Robin. one other thing I mentioned the uh, the basketball to the face scene at the beginning was good. Terrible, solid, solid scene. Classic playground. Revenge, I said, you know? I was like, that's so bad. Like Meg would never. I said, oh no, Meg would definitely do that. Said, yeah, it's fine. Meg would definitely do that. Someone's though. picking on you. you I don't know? like that being in the movie. I feel like, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, a, speaking of reading basketball, there's a there's a four year old at the preschool. Named Reed, and he can just basket after basket on a normal sized hoop. No, not. He just. It's crazy. That's cool. Because he's four, and yeah. he just gets basket after basket mm-hmm. all during their playtime. That's awesome. Crazy. Go Reed. Future Globetrotter. Isn't yeah. that nuts? Mm hmm. Very. <laughs> but yeah, so I. Uh, it definitely, I was totally in for that first half, but the second half really takes a turn. I was really sad that, and that's a part where like, I really just completely lost any type of Ava DuVernay inspired, like inspired visuals or anything. It just felt very like I was watching Maleficent or something. Like it was just like these kind of dark, gross visuals and stuff. Mm -hmm. Maleficent was good. Yeah. I don't really remember. I don't think so, but anyways. (laughs) No, it probably wasn't, but. Yeah. So I I mean, it wasn't terrible, but. Cheekbones. That's all I got. Calvin had really good cheekbones, too. Irrelevant, but... Sure. (laughs) Great cheekbones. Yeah, I did did love the the main colorful world. I liked most of the design elements. The first place to go with the flowers. Yeah, yeah. I thought all of that was pretty good. Yeah, and it was just, you know, again, it was simple. Not much plot. Just kind of characters doing their thing. Stupid wasted time. No. Um, But... It was just kind of an interesting exploration into the world. A brief exploration, but it was still interesting. And so, I kind of wish the movie had just been that. Yeah. And maybe them encountering various characters and Well, I mean, that's like that. the thing is it, it was... It would have been more interesting if, if there had been sort of an internal journey paralleled by their external journey. Their journey yeah, through the was, planets, yeah, exploring yeah, yeah, the yeah. planets, and that's how they explore yeah. themselves, realize who they are, and then come more into a alignment with the light rather than being constantly sort of proselytized by, yeah, yeah, yeah. by Oprah. all the mis- mis- <laughs> who's it, what's it, who, whatever, witch. I don't know, I don't give a damn. Which? Which, which? The one you... <laughs> who's on first? Who's on? <laughs> I know stuff. All right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 
This is by far Ava, Ava DuVernay's weakest movie. I don't know. E- easily. You don't know who's on first? I don't know who's on second. <laughs> oh. Go <laughs> <laughs> right into it. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is Ava DuVernay's weakest movie, I think, by far. Yeah. I, I really hope she goes back to doing indie films like uh, Selma. Well, I don't mind if... Because, I mean, Creed was... Ryan, when Ryan Coogler did Creed, that was... That was a pretty, not huge, but it was a pretty big film. I mean, in terms of, like, budget and style. Yeah. It's very I mean, Selma, I wouldn't say Selma was was really an indie film either. No, I mean, in terms of a, like a, that's a lower budget. Like, there are clearly two, like, differences between a movie like Wrinkle in Time and then Selma, Selma in Time. What was that? Selma in Time. Selma Selma. Selma. Time. Selma is very contained. Wrinkle and Selma. Very kind of performance driven. (laughs) And uh, Wrinkle in Time is very much a CG kind of crowd, quote unquote, crowd pleaser movie. And it's, it just kind of loses a sense of personality. Wrinkle in Time feels like it's a children's film, but it's a children's film that completely forgets that they're parents in the audience yeah. who except take their Reese. children. Yeah. Except for Reese Witherspoon. One Reese. And I, I like her character, and yeah. I thought, I, again, Chris Pine and Gugu Mbatha-Ra, when they're on screen... Mbatha. Mbatha? Mbatha. Okay. I love Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Who's that? Oh, what was the film that she did about a, a child of... Bell. Bell, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we played that at the Chelsea. Yeah, it was super thing. good. Yeah. Her, her, like, big break was Belle, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a really oh, big break. It wasn't yeah, really a big break. Yeah, yeah. But that was her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, in England, it was. She got the uh, yeah. Rising Star. Yeah. Hmm. It was yeah. a big deal in England. Uh, she's got another couple of films coming out this year as well. Mm-hmm. Aside from she had one on Netflix, too. Look kind of, oh, yeah. you know, like, That's right. gooey, but... Yeah. Gooey? Yeah, why not? gooey. Gooey. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, and I mean, but in terms of the second half... Like the the scenes with uh, the fifties kind of yeah, it was so pointless. Like there, there's Which nothing. That's because they everything. Yes, I, I, yes, I know, but <gasps> I know, I so know. Annoying. No, I can't. I can't give. You gotta that. watch the two thousand three one. They do a much better is job. There, is there a Blu-ray for it? I mean, there's probably VHS. I'm not interested. <laughs> VHS. So, yeah. Yeah. It's DVDs. Yeah. They may not have that Blu-ray, but Jesus. I had it. 4K excuse maybe? me. On VHS. On VHS. Yes. Two thousand three. So. <laughs> anyway, wow. Anyways, there are scenes like that. I'm not saying they weren't a big thing in the books, but in terms of just being a terribly placed in the movie. Correct, but just like it made had no effect on the story or the plot or on the characters. It was just like a. It's no kind of an indulgent moment, just trying to give hints of the book, but not doing anything with it. Because in the books and the other movie, in fact, it's comes out to the place where everyone's like basically loses their imagination, like their the quote darkness in this one. It is like that is the thing, but what it does is they explain more. Is it takes away your uniqueness, your creativity, your imagination, whatever. Which, frankly, ties in very well to uh, the themes they were really uh, bashing into your skull in this movie. So they should have left them that in there. And to be fair, I would have loved to have them gone to the house and eaten mashed potatoes and <laughs> yeah. roast food. Yeah. You know, it would have been <laughs> awesome. It would have been, I think it would have been a more interesting scene they than tried it out. a lot of the stuff that they've done. 
I was just thinking the dining scene in Fury, for instance. Yeah, or the scene in Logan it's, uh, there's, at the farmhouse. Yeah, you know? there's so much tension that you can build into just simple scenes like that where you're breaking bread with... Or with, Coraline, to tie in what I like. <laughs> Which? Coraline? When's, what dinner scene is that? Where they eat dinner. <laughs> you know, the Which dinner scene where they eat dinner. When, what, who is involved? The only three characters in the movie. There's like eight characters. Line. There's like eight characters. You haven't seen Coraline? No. Oh, oh, you should check it out, man. It's oh my good. god. Okay. It's really dark, though. Yeah, it's cool, though. I don't mind dark. That's true. Yeah, you should watch it. Okay. Uh, it's kind of grimy, also. I don't mind grimy, Yeah, either. you should watch it. I think Personally, I'm not a big fan of... Myself, I'm not a big fan of grime, but... Right, that's you know. good. It's placed where it should be, if yeah. it's in your life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, yeah. I, well, I just ordered, speaking of grime, I just ordered the Blu-ray of Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children, that just came out. It's a Spanish animated movie. It's oh, like, dark. It's like really, it's like... Porco Rosso dark? <laughs> Porco Rosso's not, not dark. dark at all. No, this is like a, like a Coraline, like, nihilistic dark uh-huh. movie. Oh, yeah, it looks awesome. That's Can't wait. up my alley. Yeah. Oh, you know what was dark and grimy? The old Jean-Paul Genet films? Like what? City of Lost Children? Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Or Delicatessen, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys should go watch Delicatessen. It's got one of the best scenes ever filmed. Period. It's awesome. Really? Okay. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I did really like the design of Reese Witherspoon. She was probably, in terms of even just design, that was probably my favorite. But I mean, there were there were some inspired visuals at times, and at times, like the end credits were cool. No, like the the main world, I thought was good. Yeah, the, the first main. place that they visit. Yeah. I like the aesthetics of the worlds, and even when it was sort of dark and grimy, like the the the, the world where they visit the happy medium, I thought it had a unique look. Yeah, it it's may just not like have been right after that, pretty, it's, but it's all just dark, grainy, smoky. Yeah, bad stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, it was just way cooler and the whatever. I, I don't dis- I don't doubt it, but. I, if I remember correctly, in like the 2003 one, which might also be just more my style because there was, because there were a lot less like CGI kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like they sat on like giant books and stuff. It was cool. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Yeah, that's all about uh, all I have. Not not a horrendous movie, but a little disappointing. Justice yeah. for Charles Wallace. <laughs> Justice for George Michael. Yeah. <laughs> it should be a campaign, like a new camp, like camp campaign fundraiser. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anything else about uh, Wrinkle of Old Timers? <laughs> no, oh, oh well, I was, gonna, I was going to say it's interesting uh, thematically because if you watch Selma, the whole point to Selma is, is it portrays Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. as a very complex, fallible human being, which again reminds us that his, everything he was pushing for is not these, I mean, they're, they're very important ideals, but it's not something unattainable. These are these are human ideals, right? And it, there's a lot of stickiness that goes along with being a human being. And even with that sticky human aspect, we can still achieve something, yeah. right? And then you watch this, and it's just so boring and banal <laughs> with regard to the ideals yeah. and, and the portrayal of them. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no complexity to what's been going on, and so yeah. it's it's very at it's all. Just, there's dark. There's yeah. light. Yeah. Light is good. Dark is bad. And it's so, I mean, you know, okay, children, boil it down for them, but you want 
you, you should say to children, look, we, we all have these human tendencies that we give into, but it's whether you let that control you or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, this whole light-dark thing, it just seems like a gross oversimplification. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, so, I mean, it's it's not just that it's a children's movie. It's a children's movie for, like, three-year-olds. <laughs> no. no. Square goes in square hole. <laughs> peg goes in peg hole, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the little kids I talked to liked it. It's, just, yeah. it's a movie with a very limited lifespan. Like, yeah. you're going to enjoy it for, like, a a week. Well, it's life. just, it, it was just strange watching this film because it's done by a director who very obviously understands the, the, the complexity and subtlety of human existence. Mm-hmm. And then to make a film which is so, I mean, a little light and dark. I mean, that's, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not much it to is go off of. At yeah. times, refreshingly simple, but then most of the time it's just unnecessarily simple. Yeah. Boringly simple. So. Yeah. But, lazy, like you said. I mean, yeah. it, it, the, the closest it comes to that is when uh, Miss What's-It says, I give to you your faults. Mm-hmm. And then Meg eventually realizes what's going on. But all of that, it's too little, too late, and it's very... it does. There's no even real explanation as to the significance of that. Yeah. And so it just... It, I don't know. Again, a lot of the, the, the storytelling, a lot of the writing just seems very... Lazy. Lackluster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of a couple of visuals, when uh, they get to the that white room and then they find uh, Chris Pine, mm-hmm. those two rooms really remind me of uh, Hotline Bling. No, <laughs> Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, yeah. In terms oh, yeah. of that, like blocky, yeah, kind of colorful room. Very. I, I thought that geometric. Yeah, yeah I, I like that a lot. Want to yeah. take a guess at what it reminded me of? <laughs> Hot plane. What? Hot bling, hot coming at you. It was a joke because I just said it, but you did hotline bling. Hotline bling? Yeah. What? We're just making stuff up now. (laughs) No, the Drake, what the heck? It's like the most, the Drake music, it's a Drake song. Oh, gosh. It's a music video, hotline bling. Weren't you just saying they don't play music videos anymore? Yeah, everyone's still seen it. I have it. I, it's rare. I listen to Drake. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know what kids are listening. You know to what he did days. with his latest music video? No. For the song "God's Plan," yeah. Drake. The budget for the the budget for the music video was like nine hundred ninety seven thousand dollars. Nine hundred ninety seven yeah. for a video. Drake's a big deal. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, Jewish It's like Canadian. a million dollars to make a freaking video. How long yeah, is this thing? Three minutes. And then it's like four minutes. Anyway, that's a that's a oh, that's up oh. by twenty five percent. Okay, it's a big jump so to roughly two hundred fifty thousand dollars a minute. Yeah. So anyway, if you listen to me, so that was the budget they gave him for the music video. Okay. I'm so he went around. around my mind he around went around that. Miami and gave it all away, except for the one camera they used to film him giving it all away. That's so, awesome. Got him. <laughs> yeah. There's a some rappers uh, video recently, may have been Drake actually, who. One of the people in it was wearing a Green Day shirt. It's <laughs> awesome. I'm happy for it. Thank you. I didn't watch the video, but I saw a little screenshot. But anyhow, so out uh, of five stars for Wrinkle and Time, the Wrinkle and Time. I don't know if it's 
Let me, it's a wrinkle in time. Wrinkle I'll in just time. start this way. The 13th, five stars. Selma, four and a half. Wrinkle in time, two. <laughs> Very disappointing. I'll go three. I mean, it's it's watchable at times. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's got some fun bits, but there's so I mean, there's no much there's not much context it's for not, the good bits. It's better than Alice Through the Looking Glass and some other of these live action Disney Alice movies. Alice Through the Looking Glass is that the first one? Second one. Oh, okay. Brutal. Yeah, there were two of them. That the first one's all right, but second one is bad. So it's a three for me. Well, what's coming to my mind is just lots of glitter. And also Reese Witherspoon. This one is Oprah's eyebrows. <laughs> you get an eyebrow. You get an eyebrow. Everybody gets an eyebrow. <laughs> this one is in a, a pretty nice guy. No. Darn. 80,000 Reese Witherspoons. Then like 50, like 50, Spoons. like 50,000 Mindy Kalings. And then, uh, then I would say pretty good. And then, yeah. Like okay. a forced, a forced, a forced <laughs> smile when the person, when the people you like leave the room at the party you're just with other people it's like the smile you do when that happens new listeners you can take that with what you will that's <laughs> that's how we rate things here so very confused okay <laughs> so with that done all cleared up we can move on to our uh i guess retro review or documentary review of tower and we have a clip for this one too so take a listen So, Tower was released in 2016, is directed by Keith Maitland, and the synopsis is animation, testimony, and archival footage combined to relate the events of August 1st, 1966, when a gunman opened fire from the University of, Te- of Texas Clock Tower, killing 16 people. So, this one was just released on Netflix in the U.S., and so you can check it out there. Um, but yeah, I just happened to come across this the other day. and Obsessed. I saw it was at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I was like, I gotta check this out. Let's do this. And it was, uh, I really liked it. Um, well, first of all, I think we should, a little context here. I think it's very timely that we're discussing this film right now, given that there's a nationwide walkout. Today. Today. Mm-hmm. Uh all schools about gun violence yeah and gun control laws so. yeah so and it's i mean there's been to damp sorry to kind of dampen the mood but i mean there's been a horrendous amount of shootings over the last few years in particular well we've had what 17 or 18 mass shootings just since the beginning of the year yeah something like that and, and so it's two and a half months in now yeah so it's been pretty out of control lately um and but i i think this documentary is I think we need kind of need more like it if about talking about this type of subject. Yeah. 
um, because... And not focusing on the bad person. Yeah. Yeah, so this was kind of the first real school shooting, I guess, or kind of this mass shooting that was kind of really took the world kind of by surprise, almost like like the JFK assassination or something, where it's like the the entire country was shook that this could actually happen. What? You said shook. It was funny. (laughs) Okay. So. JFK. Ever heard of World War One? Ugh. Keep going. No, I mean, in terms of, like, the U.S. being, like, having that, especially since it's with the media being involved. Um, but yeah, yeah. that was cool. That was sad. Keep going. Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it it is what the intro, or big kind of change that you would not necessarily expect from this type of film is a lot of, all the reenactments are done it with animation, like, very clean... Um, accessible, colorful animation for the most part, instead of having the very kind of tired, fake, live-action dramatizations of people being shot or running or or whatever it is. And instead, it's kind of like the talking heads that you have in most of these documentaries. It's actually done in animation, and it's done through just a voiceover um, detailing the... or how the event progressed. And so it's much more accessible and easily watchable than you would think about a mass shooting. Um, Because it's not like, here, feel bad, here's like pictures of all the the victims, you know, and it's it's much more um, again, it's very accessible, I think. So You get a little bit of the talking heads, but it's very, very minimal. Yeah. So, um, first of all, I thought it was sort of strange. I didn't even know Kyle Lorber was still around. I thought they had died off at some point but because mm. uh, those guys were active back in the 1980s I think and had done a bunch of uh, oh geez what was it those films um, the Linklater animated films what were they uh, Scanner, Dar- Scanner Darkly Osmosis and, uh, Jones <laughs> Osmosis Jones you no, know Scanner, Osmosis Jones Scanner Darkly and what's the other one A Real A Waking Life I that, think Kyle Warber did those. I don't know. But, um, anyhow, it was strange to see Kyle Warber still kicking around. Um, <laughs> that being said, I mean, when I watched the film initially, um, and you sort of swayed me, I'm not 100% sold on your arguments, but I think they, they make it do, do make a certain amount of sense, and I think you're right. Um, it was strange watching a film about something which is left an indelible mark on, on the human, on the American psyche. Uh, this 19, the, the clock tower massacres, which is one of the first big massacres and terrorism as awful as it is, at least there's some context for that. Whereas all these mass shootings, I mean, particularly the ones we have now, there's no, there's no con. It's so random. Mm -hmm. It's, it's almost more scarring because yeah, I mean, these people, committing these crimes as heinous as it is as it is they're not it's not it's not that you can portray them as enemies they don't really have a cause they're not mm-hmm. really pursuing some agenda yeah uh, that we that we know of that we know of mm-hmm. i mean there's um, the one at the church this wasn't yeah. well that was yeah was kind of racially charged that was racially he, he wanted to start a race war yeah but i'm i'm talking about things like sandy hook the one mm-hmm. that just yeah. recently in park grove uh, the shooting in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, Sandy Hook, of course, 
Did I mention Sandy Hook already? Yeah. yeah. I did. I'm sorry. Um, but um, all of these incidents, um, the ones I just listed, there's no, there's no context. You don't know why these people went and did these horrific acts. Mm-hmm. Um, but something so awful, which, which has left such a scar on the American psyche... Uh, watching a film about this with uh, animation, it was it, it. When I first watched it, it seemed a little disconcerting uh, because I mean, even though the animation is is done, I think in a very tasteful way, it's still discussing these things using animation seems to what extent is is that sort of belittling. Hmm. Uh, the significance or undercutting the significance of this event. Now, I mean, I did discuss it a little bit with you, and you said, I mean, again, the animation's done in a tasteful way, and what they're able to do with these representations is because these people obviously are um, have aged at this point. Being able to use animation, you're able to portray them as they were at that time, which could be, in a sense, more impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I would not have been able to watch it if it was live action. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like at all. Yeah. See, see, that's like, it was a little. It was a little hard for me to watch this, but not nearly as. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing actual, like, even if it's just a representation so, or a reenactment, yeah. while seeing dead bodies lying on the pavement. But, yeah. I mean, like yeah. I, I, I mentioned it to a few of my coworkers, and like immediately when they say, "Yeah, it's about this," the. Uh, mass shooting yeah they're like oh i don't want to watch that but it's like i tell them it's actually it's done with lifting also in a way yeah um and it's which is weird to say but it is if you were are like kind of hesitant to watch a movie about this type of subject it's not nearly as grueling a watch as you may think yeah as like a lot of these are where it is almost becoming distasteful at how they're presenting things well, yeah, so much of, uh, some of these films seem to rely so much on shock factor. Yeah, which I'm not. I'm not a big fan of using shock factor to to mm. sway opinion. No, especially mm. not with exploiting people's actual lives, like the hardest yeah. lives, real people's lives. Yeah. yeah, but I think you could tell that the clear, like there were very clear reasons for the making of this film. I think, and I think the fact that they showed through so well is a testament to the film itself. Like, it wasn't made to be, like, to, like, draw you out. Like, I hate all that stuff on TV about, like, people who murdered people and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just, like, I don't know, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know how to phrase that better. No, no. But, like... No, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. It's, Can't like, stand. almost, like, exploitative. Yeah. I yeah. hate all of that. And this was not for that reason. Like, I could see this being shown in, like, a history class. Yeah. Because it does good things. It doesn't focus on the... The shooter very much, which I appreciate because it doesn't glorify them in any way. Yeah, they really, get nothing. Yeah, there's nothing about the shooter, which really. I think is yeah, really important, minimal. especially with all. The, yeah, I think that's really important. And then it highlights, you know, how even such terrible, which I think is what you told me to like, kind of convince me that this wasn't going to be the worst two like hour and a half of my life was like that. It, it like shows you like all the good that people that mm. come out. I don't know how to phrase that well yeah. either because I'm eloquent, but you know what I mean. Yeah. One bad thing versus like a million good things, whatever, mm. like that. Well, that's, that's what I thought was good about it is so much of the focus is put on the people. And it's not all bravery. It's not all the bravery. It does discuss some of the people and how they ran from it. Yeah. And, and how cowardice can also be a response to these Oh, things. yeah, the, the, yeah. the I, mean, I won't spoil it, but the coward 
character is that's an interesting angle because yeah. you wouldn't necessarily have that in most yeah documentaries because you think oh that's kind of distasteful that you're sh- putting that on a person so right but was, which yeah, again is kind of why they used real people like the people yeah. who were actually there I thought it was really cool I thought it was really well put together mm-hmm. especially for a document I thought it was good I yeah. don't know yeah I won't be watching it again, probably very soon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a. It's not a film intended as entertainment. No, yeah. it's not something yeah. that you're going to go watch. I mean, the Thirteenth was a spectacular film, but it's not something I want to go and yeah. watch again necessarily, unless I have a, a lazy reason. Sunday. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, unless I have a reason, <laughs> you know, either. that I'm I'm prepping for a debate about uh, incarceration and racial politics within the United States, mm-hmm. it's not something I'm going to sit down and watch because it's not intended as entertainment. I mean, right. which is documentaries, good documentaries are not intended as entertainment, which is why they're considerably less popular than yeah. other, other film genres. Yeah, which is a damn shame. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I, I loved the look of the animation was very good. Like, it's not Pixar level, but it's so clean and kind of pleasing in a, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it served like, its purpose, I think. Yeah. The well, best way to... And also, it's just very well directed, like, in terms of, like, the perspectives that you're getting, mm-hmm. people looking up at the tower, yeah. people looking down, and, like, the kind of the gunshots There's a lot of very intentional, and... I think, elements. Yeah. I like the uh, animation considerably better than CG. I'm just so burned out on CG yeah. to begin with, but I think this, and it's more sort of... Uh, Abstract, not really abstract, but interpretive. I don't know exactly what you would, how you would refer to this art style, but it's it's hand drawn. It's very simplistic. It's very minimalist. Um, Is it hand drawn? I think yeah, yeah. pretty sure. In one one way or the other, maybe. I mean, it's Digitally used. Hand it's, drawn. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of motion capturey because I think this yeah. is stuff they they used live action footage and then yeah, did exactly. renderings of it, mm-hmm. animated renderings of it. But, uh, it's, it's so, it's so good, again, and it doesn't, it doesn't make it seem like a kiddie film kind of thing, you Mm -hmm. know, like animated Mm -hmm. scenes could easily stray into the territory of, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, and it completely eschews any of that, just stays minimalist, which I think it does a very good job of, of interpreting and representing what was going on. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, and the, there is that kind of obligatory, I mean, I'm sure he wanted to do it no matter what, but section at the end where you actually are seeing the real people, mm-hmm. and that's where it did start to feel a little more standard. Not not really in a bad way, but just, it was kind of a big transition. Oh, I thought they tied it in really well, though. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, for the most part, um, there is the kind of epilogue where you're seeing all the people who are still alive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love the, the storyline with, the girl who's um, shot in the uh, yeah. courtyard, I don't know what you call it, but, and then her, the short cutaways about her boyfriend who's shot. Yeah. And all of that was really great. And it's not. The pregnant woman and her boyfriend, Tom, who's yeah, know, shot. And, he was one of the, the victims, the deaths. Yeah. And when it, it cuts away to this little kind of. Uh, storyline about them being together it's very short but very effective and kind of colorful and then it cuts back to the um the real stuff going on but yeah it was it's a great documentary and so if you are looking for a 
different type of documentary, especially about a heavy subject. It's a good one to to check out. And it, yeah, again, it's on Netflix and probably on Amazon, maybe. But yeah, it was a refreshing watch in a way. So tied in perfectly with Wrinkle in Time, yes. too. So that's yes. just a bonus. <laughs> yeah, that, you can clearly <laughs> see the, the, the parallels, the, the double features, the double points feature. of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The points of overlap of the two films. Mm hmm. Loads. <laughs> yep. Sorry, yeah. I'm just reading it. Because uh, it doesn't, I mean, that's the interesting thing about it, is I can't even remember the name of the guy who perpetrated this, which was I think Charles. Wasn't like Charles. No, no, well, they didn't even discuss it. I mean, that's that's the significance. That's, that's what the, I, like I feel, I feel, I feel I should know his name because of the awful impact that he left, but I think that speaks to how the film delves into the humanity of the whole thing rather than the, the, yeah. the atrocity of it, mm-hmm. which yeah. it looks at these people and the acts of bravery and heroism that they did and, and, and the fear that they were coping with mm-hmm. and how they've moved on with their lives mm-hmm. and what they've done since. Um, and I, I thought that was that was really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't, you know, it's so again in not treating this shooter as a significant figure. Yeah. It's it's not glorifying or celebrating right. this atrocity. Yeah, which I hate. Yeah. It's everywhere, like yeah, the like, Jeffrey Dahmer movie. Oh yeah, yeah. my friend. Dom, well, stuff my like friend that should Jeffrey be or something. People like that should be forgotten. Yeah, they're yeah. disgusting. They I should mean, be forgotten. And it's like the um, a lot of the JFK documentaries, since they've kind of like quote unquote run out of ideas, they go into aliens. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> they go into everything dealing with the gunman and Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, yeah, and which at times is like a little bit is interesting, but for the most part, it just gets. Well, what they need to do exploitative. is look at at the people and the procedures used to, yeah. to track these people down. and, and Which kind of what, I mean... Mindhunter Season 2 is casting right now, Brayden. You should go. I really should. <laughs> I love Season <laughs> Mindhunter. You, you can, can be meet involved. David. Meet David. Then she. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, it's, it's an awesome documentary. I'm glad I came across it, so... Yep. Yeah, and it does feel kind of scarily re- relevant to what's going on right now. So. Yeah. I don't care how good the cast is for that new Tarantino movie. Oh, I can't wait. I'm not seeing it. I can't wait. I'm not seeing and it. For, I can't support I anything like is, that. What is it? He's not actually doing the Star Trek film, but what is no, it? He's no, doing? Was, no, so he's doing the, the Manson family murders. Oh, right. no, but, no, but the thing is, it's the. That story. the thing. That storyline <laughs> is like. In the background, it's like the the characters that you're following are the next door neighbors, mm. and so it's like, and they also share this street with this f- uh, famous family, and it's like it's it's very like they're not, it's not kind of just gonna be the the Manson murders. It's more about the characters running into that situation. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but it just well, got, I mean Tarantino is not known for his subtlety or nope. or the. Which makes no. me nervous nuance of his, his films, which, yeah, again, would be some reason for concern, yeah. some cause for concern, I think, in yeah, him but dealing it, with the Manson. Yeah, but it got, has Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and uh, I think Margot Mar- Robbie. Margot Robbie's in close talks to be 
Sharon Tate. So, hmm. and it's yeah, it's big cast. So I know I'm excited. I'm still for not it. seeing it. It'll be like the first Leo movie. I'm not gonna see. I'll that. have to. I'll wait and see what the reviews are like because if they say it's just crass and lacking taste, then then I may have to take a pass because we can review that. Knows. Okay, sassy pants, to be here alone. <laughs> Tarantino is not no, again not known for his subtlety. No. So we'll we'll see what happens when it comes out. But yeah, but not till twenty nineteen. So it's it's got a while. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so all right. Uh, out of, see, we had time to add my mini review. <laughs> I see, out of uh, five stars for I'll I'll go five light five. Yeah, like five. I'll go. I don't know. It's tough. I'll go four and a half, and not because I think it's it, there's really any major glaring errors, but just because. Um, again, some of my misgivings about animation at times mm-hmm. in in addressing something like this. Again, you've you've presented some good arguments, and that's it bumped makes it up accessible. the score. You can show it, it to does. high schoolers, even I mean, middle does. schoolers. Mm-hmm. It does not today. Not today, they're yeah. not there. <laughs> good, on, good one, Braden. Good on them for, for yeah, walking that's a good out. One. Yeah. But, um. Hey, I mean, it's, you're, you're saying it's like most, for the most part, it hits, but sometimes yes. it falls a little. Yes. A little flat. Yes. That's fair. Yeah. So. All right. Well, good talk. Good talk. Uh, all right. So I guess we can, we actually have a little bit of news to talk about. So I guess we'll first mention, so Stephen Hawking, the renowned. Physicist just passed away. I did, just saw the news a couple hours ago. Really? The world is a poor place for it, too. Yeah. yeah um, and, you know, he's... Uh, My dad saw him talk a couple times. Really? Really? Yeah. I thought your dad was in medical, biomedical something. something. My dad's a freak. I don't know what to tell you. When he was in England. Well, I mean, if you had the opportunity to go see Stephen Hawking yeah. speak, then I would have... My dad loves everything. Well, my dad is also a cell biologist, and it's like, you know, he's like Google and Bother Roth kind of deal. Okay. Mm. But yeah, so he yeah, he passed away at 76, and of course he's like kind of been renowned for work in relativ- relativity and black holes. And, and um, he wrote, longest survivor of ALS. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. suffered from ALS, uh, of course, and uh, he wrote A Brief History of Time. Etc. Great, great book and great documentary that they made. Uh, yeah, I need to see that a few, de- few decades well. ago. Yeah, um, but yeah. So, but luckily he he died peacefully. So no, nothing bad in, in, in a <laughs> glaring way. So no. yes, but he will he will be missed for sure. So, um, all right. So I guess we can move on to some more kind of movie related news. So uh, Chloe is just uh, glowing. What? What, what? Yeah, I forgot. So, uh, Eddie Redmayne tie-in. Woohoo! I love oh, yeah. tie-in. Eddie Redmayne played. Eddie Redmayne played Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I know. Theory of Everything. Yeah. I love Theory of Everything. I thought it was pretty solid. I loved it. We've talked about this before, also. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so, so yesterday, the trailer for Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald was released, uh, which is the now the second. Fantastic Beasts, uh, Harry Potter spinoff, what do you, prequel, whatever you want to call it. Universe, Harry Potter universe. Yeah, can't wait. Shut it's, up, Henry. <laughs> Just another cinematic universe. Be quiet, Henry. It was around a long time ago. It's been around for a while. That was really poor phrasing because I'm excited now. 
Okay. <laughs> Harry Potter's been around for a hot minute. You can't I, say I, another universe. No, no, no. I'm into Newt Scamander no. himself has been around. No, no it's not like a cinematic universe where everything's tied in. Give me a break. You know, Marvel, DC, the Dark Universe, Star Wars. You know, too much. Newt Scamander has been around. I, that, that, I'm not as, doubting as, that. As a professor at Hogwarts... For years, I have no issue. For years, I have no issue with the characters. It's the Hollywood studio. I'm saying it's not exactly a tie-in if he's already, or it's not exactly like that if he's already there. It's not like they invented it for the same. Dumbledore is in this. Yeah, because it's tying into Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm no, not, I'm not saying it's a huge issue. I'm just saying it's another thing where it's maybe be- these are all really movies about Dumbledore, and they're all the same. And these are the prequels. I would love that. Well, let's say that then. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that they're bad, or it's. I'm just saying. Here, we'll get into it. So, <laughs> Chloe's looking away. Um, but yeah, so uh, this one comes out in November. Yep. I think that's what they November should do with 19th. Harry Potter. That's what they should do with Harry Potter now. I think. Is what? go with the Star Wars route and start doing standalone films about <laughs> the characters. Do like a Dumbledore film. Never like a. Never. Uh, uh, yeah. Hagrid, Hagrid film. Everybody Cho, would go see that. Cho Chang. Yeah. No, but I'd, 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 I'd watch a Cho Chang. Flitwick, <laughs> Professor Flitwick. Oh, yeah. Cho Chang? I don't know. She's no cute. one would ever watch a movie about Cho Chang. She's so boring and stupid. She's cute. I'll, I'll give her a shot. She's terrible. She's Harry Potter's first girlfriend. Yeah. You there has to be something about her. Yeah. So. They barely, they didn't even really, they didn't date. Uh, let's let's not get into Hogwarts kids. gossip. And she was crying over Cedric at the time. It was very weird. Okay. Ugh. But yeah, so of course we know what Chloe feels, how she feels about the movie. She's ready. Bryn, whoa. Completely apathetic. Bryn, what do you. Now, you haven't seen the first one. Chloe's completely apathetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she could care less. Yeah. But, Brandon, so are you a fan of the Harry Potter movies? I do. Part? I do like the Harry Potter films. Again, I, I openly admit to having read the books. Mm-hmm. I um, well, why not? I watched the films. I thought the films were, were good. I thought they did a generally a good, uh, very good job with the films. Uh, I enjoyed watching them. Um, and I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts, but I heard good things about it. So it's I actually kind of me. want to go back and watch I mean, it now. It's, it's solid. Yeah. It's so cute. Oh, my God. I love it. It drags a little, Brayden. I won't lie it to you. It does drag. It's <laughs> way too long. <laughs> How long is the film? Is it? It's two, two and a half. Really? It's not two and a half, but it feels like two and a half. Jiminy Cricket. Is it what two? is it with these I think films? it's like 2.15. There's so much to put in there as Because Red Sparrow is two hours and 20 minutes. Well, yeah. Who cares? But it was... Um, just uh, yeah, all these films are so freaking long. It's annoying. But I mean, I, I I don't like a film if it's less than say an hour forty, hour forty five. Really? Yeah. You don't like a movie? Um, it's not that I don't like that. I'm not going to go in and say that's a crap film. It was only an hour and twenty five minutes. But two thirteen. But if I'm if I'm paying the cost for these tickets, the the <laughs> ridiculous amount of money that they're charging for these things, I well, at least not want. Timberline. <laughs> Well, not a Timberline. <laughs> thank God for Timberline. $4.15 Well, thank God for Timberline and Lumina both, actually. Going on my knees. Reasonably priced tickets. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm never going to Silver Spot again, paying $12 for a matinee ticket. Hmm. Ugh, no thank you. You gotta go on Tuesdays. Well, why would I win on a Tuesday? Tuesday's $8. Maybe I went on a Monday. $8.40. Anyhow. <laughs> it's not going to do it. Anyhow. 
Um, Ignore. Then, yeah, South Point's not much cheaper. South Point's like 11 bucks or some damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm paying these these exorbitant costs to see these films, uh, I at least want to have some time of my life filled. But the problem is then you get films like Transformers, mm-hmm. two and a half hours, two hours, 40 minutes. I do actually. I do secretly love some of them, actually. Because I'm really a masochist. (laughs) (laughs) And having to sit through two hours and 40 minutes of punishing CG. Yes. It's just, oh, the pain is exquisite. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, no, I don't know. I mean, why why do they have the runtime that they do on some of these films? Because a lot of it just feels like filler in the chat. It is. Well, I will say now. Listen, for a movie like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, your your audience, which is a huge audience, is namely people who like live for this world, right? Yeah. And the world is kind of gone because there aren't any more books and everything, no right? No more Harry Potter. Yeah, sucks. <laughs> so you're taking in every ounce of it that you can, because you know the Fantastic Beasts actual book is like really teeny weeny. She mm-hmm. actually wrote it just for her charity. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch. There's like three of them. Or at least I've had, See, no, that's four, the thing four, is, four. I thought she was not even touching Harry Potter. I thought when she finished the... She never said that. Death of, oh. People assumed. Because mm-hmm. okay. she, she made a departure under a pseudonym for a while. Uh-huh. And made some adult books that all well, made into TV movies in England. Which she like did, movies, she did the, what is it called? The Occasional casual, Vacancy? Casual or the Casual Vacancy. vacancy. Yeah. And, uh, oh crap, what's the other one called? I didn't know she did Shoot. another one. She had the mystery with the model and stuff. I don't remember what it's called. But anyway... Sorry, JK, I Miss read it two years ago. Three years ago. No. <laughs> um, Cuckoo's Calling. It was called The Cuckoo's Calling. Oh. But it, again, under a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, mm-hmm. but she basically wrote these other little books for her charity, Lumos. I know you care. Shut up! She's the first person to go from being a billionaire to a millionaire because of... I have no problem with J.K. Rowling. of her philanthropy. Oh, it's me? She's a great, great lady. Regardless, Respect regardless. Me. My point was, we get very little for have actual fantastic things to find them, whatever. So watching it is, like, amazing. And you see all these creatures and blah, blah, blah. Very cool. So it's a lot of just expansion of the universe for, for, for the fanboys, the, the, the diehard fans that want to spend yeah. as much time in that realm as possible. I get that. That's why I liked it. But, I mean, it's so strange because you watch something like Blade Runner, which was two hours and 45 minutes, and it did not feel to me as though it dragged. I watched Red Sparrow, and every five minutes I'm going, is it over yet? (laughs) Is it looking at my clock? Is it over yet? Which uh, proves that time is just a construct and not real at all, so why bother talking about it? Now, the other funny thing was Ghost Story, which at an hour and a half, (laughs) every five minutes, I was checking my damn watch. That movie was a feat. I is gained, it over I gained is seven it over hours to my lifespan watching yeah, that movie. Really? I mean, Time machine of a movie. <laughs> I was only in there for an hour and a half, lived for seven hours. Exactly, seven years, right? Maybe. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's remarkable. I don't know how they do these things. It's, but, you know. <laughs> so the crimes of Grindelwald, guys. How's that? So good, except I personally have, I just really hate her, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, see, she, I think she's a beautiful woman. She's a terrible actress, I though. Is she? Yeah. I liked her in Fury Road. Have you seen her in Dope? She yeah. She was in 
Oh, yeah, she was in Fury Road. I watched her in Fury Well, she had a very minimal part in Fury Road. She was in Big Little Lies, too. I don't like her at all. I like her. I really, really don't. Yeah. She's pretty. I haven't seen her. Henry's having a day. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Stop objectifying women, Henry. Yeah. That's the second one. Who was the other one? Cho Chang. Cho Chang, yeah. (laughs) Beautiful lady. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful lady. Yeah, beautiful lady. Yeah. No, but I mean, my, my biggest issue with this trailer is give me more Johnny Depp. Like, when are we actually going to get to see scenes with Grindelwald and Johnny Depp? I don't care about Newt's love interest or the, the chubby guy. Excuse me, she's not there to be his love interest. Oh, I, or the, She's accomplished. I don't, but the, all these, I, that doesn't matter, but I don't, these characters doesn't matter. Like, and the chubby guy, is he so... Don't call him the chubby guy. His name is Jacob. He's so obnoxious. Every time you terrible day. <laughs> so many Jacobs. No, it's just like... No, it's just... It's just these... <laughs> these, like, in the first one, I like the first one, but it's... There's just so many characters that they feel the need to treat so preciously. Like, here, we need to give them a ten-minute Because ten to us, they are precious. Yes, we, I loved the epilogue. It was sweet. precious babies. No, but it's like... Yeah. It's like these multiple endings, and it's like, ah, oh, these characters, we've spent one movie with them, and it's like, if if that was Harry Potter... I in, cry every time. ...in, in the seventh... That's ...or in the, at the last, like, give them that long, but I don't care about the guy who wants to cook. Like... Bake. Give me a, a break. Bake. He's a baker, not a chef. Whatever. Oh my god, Henry. Henry's so salty. Just don't see it. You can't appreciate it clearly. I know, I'm seeing it. I like the first one. I like the Harry Potter movies. I just want to see more freaking Johnny Depp. Speaking of bakers and chefs, salty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh. But, like, just, I. More. More Depp. More Depp, guys. Less Depp. More Depp. Actually, I did like him in uh, Orient Express. Ringo, I mean, that's not even really... I mean, he does the voice yeah, acting, but he's not really awesome. Johnny Depp. He's pretty awesome. I like him in the Orient Express, even though he was in a relatively short period of time. Yeah, you guys thought he was brilliant. I was like, he was fine. He was good. He was good. I, I didn't say... I don't know he that was he, was he was my brilliant. favorite part of the movie, though. He was not my favorite part of the film, but but he was He was good. Mm. He was good. Uh, he was really good. Again, I don't know if I'd say brilliant, but he was exceptionally good in, in Black Mass. Yeah. But... It's very rare that he takes on sort of meaty, interesting roles like that. Um, he I don't know. I mean, Sherlock Gnomes, so. Oh, God. Brian, you want to review that? Comes out in a couple weeks. Uh, no. We I'm, both sick that, I'm sick that day. You should know yeah. we have to see Tomb Raider this week. I'm actually, I'm, I know, I kind of want to see it. So. It's Alicia Vikander. Come on. I'm tired beautiful. of Tomb Raider, but it's... <laughs> stop objectifying it. <laughs> calling someone beautiful is not... <laughs> yeah, if that's your reason for seeing the movie, no, it's not no, great. It's no, not. She's, she's a remarkable actress. Yes. But I'm no. saying... Ugh, I don't like her. She's awesome. She's Why? a great actress. I'll try it again. I really want to like... And Ex Machina, Danish girl, she's, well, she's fantastic. Love, love Alicia. Well, Ex Machina is what... This is the film that she did that I'm that really convinced me of her yeah. acting chops. Yeah, she's great. But no, it's I'm not saying it because she's beautiful. Jesus, I like I like. Well, that's what I, comes I, out of your mouth. I, yeah. I, I like I like Tomb Raider. So I don't like Tomb Raider. I Angelina Jolie. I was never big into the video games. Um, Angelina oh, I mean, Jolie ruined the whole. Oh, I mean those, those films those, were just they're, they're atrociously bad. bad. I, I agree. I but didn't see that. The, the recent. The, the most recent video game I, I liked. So I mean, I, well, I heard it was good. 
and I they've they've changed her image, mm-hmm. which I think is good. And so it went from being excessively sort of buxom Barbie esque uh, to a that's more, just what Angelina Jolie looks like. Well, I mean, even before her, you should see oh, Laura Croft and what she actually looked. It was ridiculous. Oh yeah. Um, but now, I mean, I the, just, the game was actually supposed to be good. The story was good. The gameplay was supposed to be good, and a more realistic de- female the voice, depiction. The voice of Laura, Laura Croft is a famous British actress, Keely Hawes. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, and, like, and she's married to the the Darcy from Keira Knightley's uh, Pride and Prejudice. I haven't. I don't. I'm trying to keep myself awake with facts I care about. Okay. So I'll be good for the No, but I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I just am kind of looking forward to it because it's like an adventure movie. It looks like a fun, like a yeah. kind of a cool, female-driven kind of wacky adventure film. So I'm, that's yeah. why I'm. It could be fun. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, do that. I don't know if it's done well. It could be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like Alicia Vikander, but yeah. I mean, it's just. When has a video game franchise ever really been spectacular when turned into a movie? I liked Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but I like critics. Assassin's Creed too. I didn't see it. Critics hated it. I yeah. mean, the original critics are dumb. The original Tomb Raider films were horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat horrible. All the Street Fighter films horrible. Uh, there was a movie about. Grand Theft Auto, but it was about the making of Grand Theft Auto starring Daniel Radcliffe, and that was very good. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> what? Nothing. Am I sure what? That's Nothing. strange. It was there real. Was a film about the making of the Grand Theft Auto series? Yeah. yeah. Daniel, why was Daniel Radcliffe? He played the guy. He played the guy, yeah. He played the you guy. You saw it? No, but I saw oh. footage of it. Oh, I haven't even heard of this. It was like a TV, it was like a TV British movie, but again, those were way better than ours. Hmm. Yeah, for TV there's films. like productions. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a real. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I um, mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't know, I don't think it's going to be an amazing movie, but at least it's somewhat different. So, anyways, uh, so Crimes of Grindelwald looks looks cool to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they do a really good job of having a, a uh, an overarching aesthetic for for the Harry Potter films, mm-hmm. and even when they change the tone of it, it still keeps the same music. No, I was going to say quality, aesthetic, production quality kind of thing. So it's not like yeah. you go and you watch one Harry Potter film, you go, that's a Harry Potter film. And you yeah. go and you watch another thing, you go, that's in the Harry, same Harry Potter universe. And you go, well, what the hell was that? Yeah. You know? So you know although, when you watch a Harry Potter film, you know it's a Harry Potter film. Although with that, I'm getting a little tired of, although I like his aesthetic, I'm getting a little tired of David Yates's. It's like, I mean, because he's doing all of them. And so mm-hmm. they're all going to be the exact visuals, same visual style. Just like the last kind of three or four, which I mean, I like the last three or four Harry Potter movies, but it's just like, it's going to be that same style the whole time. I feel like that might get a little dull, but. Well, I mean, that's what you get when you get one director, but he does have a very solid yeah, I idea. Very and you know the stories are going to be good, so you don't have to rely so. on visual. Excuse me, she writes them. I actually, I actually thought the script was the weakest part of the movie. The f- it was very, um, just kind of. We're gonna have an asthma attack. <laughs> oh god, we won't go into it. Let's wait for November. <laughs> um, that's a ways down the road. Yeah, 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think it, it looks good. So I mean, I, I'm. Well, I kind of want to go back and see the first one now, and the trailer for this one looks. I mean, it looks fun. It yeah. looks fun. It looks entertaining. It yeah. looks interesting. It looks fun. It looks exciting. Yeah. And I do like. I'm. I like the world of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm in. Well, I like how. There is a sense of, of, of danger, but it's not, you know, thugs toting around guns. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Sick of it. Yeah. Sick of it. You know, people people I know are constantly berating, oh, magic, oh, wizards, oh, it's so geeky. But, you know, it's nice to get away from, you know, with a mass shooting every other week now. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see something where... Where it's 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 maneuvering and positioning, and they're using magic, and they have subtle things, and you know. Yeah, no, I literally can't watch like the last movie I saw with like shooting. I think was Black Panther, and it was just one scene, and it literally made me so uncomfortable. I just yeah. can't deal with it at all. I have no tolerance anymore. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, but maybe that is why I like all that stuff. I'm not a geek. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little nerdy. I think we're all kind of a little nerdy. Yeah. That's it's okay. wrong with that. I was okay. cool in high school, so... <laughs> I was not. I wasn't either. I was not really? at all. No. Oh. I was... Well, I mean, I kind of potentially just wanted to be by myself. Or, I mean, kind of... No, I mean, not like just in the... I don't want to be with, like, the cool people. I hated them. Oh, or why? M- most of them. I don't know. Mean? Yeah, they were mean. Uh-huh. Well... Mean! <laughs> on me. Apparently, my best friend and I used to, like, ignore people by accident, and that's what elevated us. We just didn't notice. <laughs> oh, well, at least I was married, or my friend. <laughs> but, yeah, I was, but yeah, I was a bit of a loner in high school, but it was okay. I mean, I had my little group of friends. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't really a loner, but my friends and I were all sort of, I don't want to say prize and outcast, but we weren't the popular kids. Mm-hmm. So we just we weren't ourselves. either. We were the we were the ones everyone liked, as opposed to the popular ones. Huh. Popular has that connotation, like the cool. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I know what you mean. The label is switched. Okay, it okay. makes no sense. You're you're the likable kids. Yeah. Cool. So you Something. got you got the the nerd. Like, the, have you seen Mirror on the Dying Girl? No. Oh uh, well, watch that. It's a good film. Watch Mirror on the Dying good. Girl. And my best friend and I were like Earl and his best friend. So in the cafeteria, it's like, uh, oh yeah, you can go for it. So the you got the the nerds, jocks, likable kids, popular kids, mm-hmm. theater kids, theater kids. Who well, at my school were kind of overlapped with the popular kids because hmm. they liked attention. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. Well, that's really cool. And then Henry ate lunch by the bathrooms. <laughs> Were you the one? No, not by the bathroom. Oh. No. Um, but no, I mean, I had, I had my little group of friends, so that's that's all I needed. Kind of like I do now, you know. So. Same these. Most of my friends are the same, also. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, it's, it's a good good group to have. So. Uh, all my right. Best, my best friend. No, we're not done. My best. <laughs> my best friend's um, ex boyfriend from high school called her randomly. This is a solid four years later. Okay. Saying that he was still in love with her. And I think it's for real. Meg thinks it's a joke. I feel like that would kind of be for real. Meg thinks it's a joke. Mm -hmm. And Mary has no idea. Like, if I I date someone 
and I called them four years later, yeah. I'd probably be serious. But, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'd feel also, that way. Also, Mary's but. a queen, so sure. I wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah, she seems like I, I never really get a chance to talk to her much. But she doesn't talk. They don't. The Andersons don't talk to anyone. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> That's okay. Well, she seems really cool, so. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, speaking of the Andersons, Beyonce and Jay-Z are going on tour together again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the closest they're coming is Greensboro. Mm. So. Oh, your yeah, brain stepped out momentarily, so he'll be back if that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe just left. Yeah, for the Beyonce talking just kind of left. But <laughs> we still have to review Lemonade. You promised me. I'm fine with that. I haven't seen it, so. Yes. <laughs> so excited. We'll have to find some. Parallel? Yeah. Easy. I will find one in anything. Give me a movie. I'll find a parallel. Dunkirk. Lots of visuals, less talking. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, so, is that all? Yeah. For, for, the, for the time being? Right. <laughs> so, so, the only other piece of news that I thought would be interesting to talk about is, you hear what Scientology's doing? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, Are so, they doing, like, their own own? Like, Oprah they, has they, her own on, channel? On March 12th, they launched their own TV network. I was right! I was right! Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I know, I love nothing more than being right. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Cool. On March, I, I mean, was, not cool, because it's creepy AF, but... You do, you, also. I don't know how to feel. They hurt, They harm people, though, so I don't feel bad for being mean to them. Yeah, you shouldn't. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it was on March 12th, they launched their own TV network. What's it called? Um, I think it's like Scientology TV. I don't know. No, I'm not called that. I, know, I can't. I can't remember the name. But this is CNN did a little article about it, and they said that some of the shows that are going to be featured in it or are already playing are Inside Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard in his own voice, and Meet a Scientologist. And so that's some some of the types of programming that they're going to be playing. And then just every Tom Cruise movie. I would watch, I would probably watch the Scientology channel. Or Will channel. movies. Yeah. Or Elizabeth Moss. Right. I'd be fine with that. That's what they, that's all they played. Like, if Tom Cruise movies, I'd be down to watch Cocktail and uh, Top Gun. <laughs> I don't know where they stand on a lot of things, so I can't really yeah. make jokes. Well, I mean, I've heard Tom Cruise is definitely trying to pull away. Yeah. It's so funny because, well, it's not funny, I guess, but I guess it's a good lesson about one element of a person is not their whole being. Because apparently Tom Cruise is like the nicest, most oh, yeah. energetic, he like is. just Every, most caring human. Whenever you the like on the on set interviews, people are saying that he's the hardest worker, does yeah. all of his own stunts. Super he's, nice. Yeah. And so like really I, caring also. Yeah, I love so. Tom Cruise. I don't know how yeah. I feel. Oh um, boy, oh boy. But yeah, so I mean I, I did watch that documentary a few months ago, my Scientology yeah. movie that's on Netflix. That was crazy to watch. And really? then there's yeah, it's it's like it's one of the most unsettling movies Ooh. I've seen in a long time. Like, like when I finished it, I think I was home alone here, and I was just like, "Can I t- say that I've, uh, on online that I've watched this, or can I like talk?" You know, yeah, yeah. it was just so like unsettling, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that Going Clear documentary on HBO, the Alex Gibney one from a few years ago. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's definitely some interesting stuff about trying to get into Scientology. So. Mm. Maybe check those out if you're interested, or just watch, watch or Scientology TV. So the rules with watching Scientology, the Scientology <coughs> Network, are you're not allowed to turn it off or leave uh, the viewing area. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure they have their own set of rules for it. If you want, I bet you can watch it on like through the internet. Probably. And if you do, they're gonna tap into your. Did you? Do you have a webcam on your laptop? Yeah. Taped up. No. You better tape it. All right. Mine's taped. Everyone in my family is all the webcams taped over. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, they have their own Twitter page as well for this channel. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I may just. Get nope, it. don't do it. <laughs> You're a very suggestible person. I'll, I'll, I'll pass by it on the guide. And look. So you, you hear what Scientology has done? Make no. a guess like they, I did. They, you have to um, guess. You have to guess. They're digitizing people's brain. I don't know. Got it. No, that's, so, a, that's an episode of Doctor Who. So on uh, March 12th, they launched their own TV network. Really? Yeah. Scientology. Yep. Is Tom Cruise on it? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> but... Yeah, so that's, I mean, it just started, so it's going to be interesting to see how people... Wouldn't it be funny if they played King of Queens? <laughs> that would be awesome. Now, if they played King of Queens and Tom Cruise movies, that'd be the best channel. Yeah. So. I don't know, I never got into King of Queens. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get oh, it. I'm not oh, a huge... Rimini, yeah, oh, I used to watch it with my dad a lot. I'm not a huge fan, but if that's what Scientology showed, I would watch it. <laughs> so. Yes, yeah. Will Smith movies. Yeah. yeah, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some episodes of Mad Men, like reruns, you know, yeah. with Elizabeth Moss. Was, and Elizabeth was, Moss. Oh. Don't worry, it's not John yeah. Hamm. Your life is intact, Brandon. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> Good. John Hamm would never. I don't think so. <laughs> Just He's never. Too smart, <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth Moss is in a new movie with David Tennant about... Oh, that's... She was in The Square. Yeah. Just recently. Yeah. I still need to see The Square, but... Oh, it's on, it's on whatever now. Hulu. It's on, yeah, Netflix, or not Netflix, Something. but it's on it's... YouTube somewhere. On YouTube? Yeah, YouTube has streaming no. film service. Yeah. Does it really? Yeah. yeah. For free? No. No. <laughs> you have YouTube? Well, there is some for free on YouTube, but that's all completely not legal. What's it called? She's in a new movie with... Can't remember the name. He's the most prolific. He's my hero. Hmm. He really is. Anyhow, but yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how maybe critics or, or audiences kind of go about maybe seeing some of that, what's what's on the sh- on the channel. So be, we'll maybe keep you updated if we hear anything. But That's just bizarre. Why yeah, would they want to promote it and to try and maybe get more people? Well, I mean, I understand, but, it, but I guess the, the what I was really trying to ask is why... What are they going to use this station for as a platform well, to well, here, I'll, try um, to proselytize people? Or Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Or spread information about Scientology? I mean, I that's th- I very think strange. That's probably what it will, will be. So. Strange thing to do. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, just started, so still has time to develop or fall completely apart. So I mean, there's also, like, the evangelical channels and stuff, right? Well, yeah, I get... Those I don't agree with, but at least you know evangelicals. At least that's 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 Christianity, which is. But I don't know. I'm giving brain. We won't give it. We won't. uh, We won't get into the religious talk. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's all the religious buds. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I don't have TV, and I'll just say the reason I don't have TV. Of course, I do have internet, and the internet's even more. Toxic than TV is, so oh well. Where's it going? Where, where are you going, <laughs> Brian? No, I mean, it's just there's some all that alt right shit, and that's oh. and the fact that the internet can be used by by extremist groups for mm. 
as a platform to yeah. spread. I mean, you know, there's a lot of ISIS is on the internet and is able to proselytize people over the internet. That's why you get a lot of lone wolf attacks in <laughs> Europe, even in the United States now. Mm-hmm. Um, TV actually seems relatively tame compared to... Well, then you think about all those army shows. I don't like those. Army shows? Yeah. On, well, confession time. My best friend Kaylee and I watch Survivor religiously. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Hmm. And then there's always, like, army shows on after, and I don't like them. Okay. Because they're always really stereotypical. Alright. So we change it to the Spanish channel, and Kaylee just <laughs> translates the soap operas to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so with that done, uh, we can <laughs> move on to some listener mail. If uh, Unless there's any other news y'all heard about, want to talk about? No. No? Alright. So, the Film Buds podcast... Oh. News I want to talk about. <laughs> I just I just remembered. <laughs> Wait, okay. No, Michael Bay. I'm excited. Michael Bay has two oh, new films. Oh, Robo-pocalypse? Oh, Robo-pocalypse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was hand-picked by Steven Spielberg. I'm so in. I'm so in for Robo-pocalypse. Wait, Robo-pocalypse. Steven Spielberg? Yes. No, because Spielberg was supposed to direct that, but he stepped to out. direct Robo-pocalypse? Yes. Yes. I would have loved to I see I don't that. know about this. No, but he, That's what Ready Player One is. Steve, yeah, Steven Spielberg had apparently had scheduling conflicts and was unable to direct Robopocalypse, so I think he's still producing it or something. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's like an executive producer, but that means nothing. But he's much. handing off directorial reins to Michael Bay. Oh, Sean, I can't Michael, wait. Can't wait. Michael Bay has another film lined up at I can't, that time. I can't, can't remember the name, but... Yeah, I can't remember it either. I think it's... Well, it's not... It's, it's more one of his... Uh, thirteen hours e type films. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. which is not to say much because even those films seem a bit. You know, he should throw some robots in those as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Robopocalypse. Come on, boy. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I so, thought of one too. What? Sorry to bother no, you. It's, it's fine. No, the name of the movie is Sorry to Bother oh, You. Oh, yeah. That showed at Sundance. I, I didn't get a chance to see it. Looks so good. With Army it is, oh. oh, it did show? And you missed it? What he's, a cast. He's, got, he's got a ton saw, of stuff coming out. because he's, he's in another film with Jeffrey Rush called <clears throat> Portrait. Yeah. Which is about an artist I've never heard of doing a portrait of a, an author I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I have not even heard of that. Yeah. It's uh, Kai... What's his oh. name? The artist is something like Alberto Giacometti. Oh, Giacometti's a little freaking fibber, okay? He should not be famous. He stole. Okay. He stole. You know, Alberto... did a portrait well. of a guy by the name of, I think, James Lord, who is apparently an author, and I've never oh, heard of that's that guy interesting. either. No, I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be very famous. It's supposed to be just one afternoon, a sitting, do a portrait. And well, I guess it dragged out in the- who... I don't know. Anyhow, liar and there's a cheater. A, there's a film about this, and Stanley Tucci directed. Oh, oh, okay. So, and Army Hammer's in it. He plays, I believe, the young author. Cool, James Lord. Something right. like that. I, I forget the name exactly, but uh, I've only seen the poster. But Army Hammer's everywhere now. And so, what is this film? <laughs> what? Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. Uh, looks amazing. Directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. It looks so good. I don't know how to explain this very well. It's like, it's very, like, super stylized. Mm-hmm. 
like ri- like ridiculously stylized, which I love. It's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see Filth? Yes, I did. Terrible film. I love the book. Terrible. Oh. Film. <laughs> well, awkward. No, it kind of reminds me of that, and that it's so super duper stylized. This is much lighter. Well, I mm-hmm. think it's gonna get dark. Lighter fare. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it's got a really good cast. Got Tessa Thompson, Army Hammer. Oh, I do love Lake Tessa Thompson. Lake of Steinfeld, mm-hmm. the guy from Get Out. Yeah, Pat Oswalt, Terry Cr- The list goes on. Basically, can I just read the synopsis? Sure. Sorry to bother you, synopsis here. It says, in an alternate present-day version of Oakland, telemarketer Cassius Green discovers a magical key to professional success, propelling him into a macabre universe. Oh, that's stupid. Basically, he's a telemarketer, and he keeps getting hung up on, and then he realizes he can uh, throw his voice to sound, quote, white. And then he becomes super successful. But I think that's mostly, like, the backdrop. Basically, it looks really, really good, and you should just mm-hmm. watch the trailer. <laughs> it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. I love when directors actually get, like, interesting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually make interesting movies. Yeah. That's, that's refreshing. I hate those boring <laughs> directors. They're the worst. Kinda. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Alright, so the FilmBuds podcast at gmail.com is the address that you can reach us. And we're also on Twitter and Facebook and uh, more of those other things I was mentioning. Anyways, we, yeah, we're on a lot are of on, fruit baskets. Are we, what's our, what's our handle on Twitter? Hashtag the real FilmBuds? No, well, that's not how it works. It's at. At, 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 at yeah, we're at FilmBuds. And right. then we're, okay. uh, Facebook pages is the FilmBuds. So. The real FilmBuds. Yeah. With the two E's. With two E's. <laughs> the. Yeah. No, real. Like real. a real. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're, we're, we're confusion. So. <laughs> all it's right. all digital now. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but so, yeah. <laughs> we my VHS tape of Wrinkling Time. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, whatever you have to say. Comments, criticisms, whatever. No. Just, just, no, I'll, I'll take a criticism. I'll take constructive criticism. I just, criticism. Want, I just want to share it with y'all, you know. <laughs> Unless it's funny. When it's ranty crap about how awful we are because we just like mother. Yeah, that really hurt my feelings. I'm embarrassing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm smirking and completely forgetting about it. We're back to five stars, so no worries. Oh, okay. Mm. So thank you for that, everybody. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this one, the first one we got is from Kobe in Colorado Springs, where my mother was born. Have fun. Yeah. There you go, Kobe. I know someone named Kobe. He's really cool. I, I saw. I know someone named Kobe. On my soccer team. Yeah. Also, Kobe Bryant just won an Oscar. Kobe just won an Oscar. <laughs> I don't think he should have. I mean, it was cute. It was quaint. But I still think Negative Space or Garden Party should have won. Anyhow, that's just me. I did love the animation, though. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead, Henry. So, go ahead, Kobe. Yeah. Go ahead, Kobe. All right. So, Kobe says, hi, film buddies. Hello. <laughs> We're never going to get through these emails. So, uh, says, considering you all have been sent some somewhat heavier questions as of late, I wanted to turn the tide a little bit. Thanks, Kobe. It's been rough. For a second, Yay, for, I don't have to think. For a second, I thought he was going to say, like, I'm going to join <laughs> it's in. super, yeah. You know, like a dark. Here's a weighty question Kobe's, for yeah. depictions Kobe's, of mortality in film. <laughs> Kobe's a dark, dark man. So, I've been trying to find some of the coolest... Uh, escape slash jailbreak movies, and was wondering if you had any ideas. Thanks so much for your work, Kobe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of a really good one, but I brought it. Actually, got it. 
I got a good list, but I did. Did I send y'all a text about it earlier? Yeah, but I didn't Hmm? see it. Darn. I was working. Anyways, so well, I mean, I kind of got a decent list here. So, oh brother, where art thou? Yeah. Awesome. uh, Jailbreak film. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good one. I don't like that movie. I know the the Dark Knight, the first opening uh, Jailbreak where Joker gets away. Uh. You know, no, I mean in the bank. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Escape. It's very brief, though. Yeah, that's good though. I mean, and just the entire sequence is good. Yeah. Um, Escape from Alcatraz is awesome. Escape from Azkaban. Correct. <laughs> yeah, but you don't really see the escape sequence in there, though. No, no. Um, because there's corruption; it doesn't take much. Yeah. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. You know when they get out of the base. Oh yeah, base camp, yes. escaping, yeah that's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all the oceans films, like in kind of getting out of the. The first one in particular, I thought, yeah. was really fun. A mm-hmm. lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Logan Lucky is another Logan one. Logan Lucky. Yeah. Yep. Um, now that's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I told uh, my friend Ashley about it, and she watched it and loved it, so. It's a good film. Yeah. A lot of fun. Um, <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox. You know, the, uh, as, you know, underground. Yeah, underground. we know. Keep going. I'm trying to help yeah. Kobe out here. I to <laughs> to watch that movie. The guy's in, in, in need. Of, of escape movies. Well, then keep going. All right. I'm running out of lists here. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, another yeah. good one. You know, it's kind of like the great escape. Yeah. It's awesome. Natural Born Killers, getting out of the um, prison and jail. Uh, it's brutal, but it's awesome. It's such an awful film, though. Oh, I love it. Oh. Um, but, oh, it's, it's terrible to watch, though. But then that's... Shawshank. Shawshank's a, Shawshank's a good one as well. Well, that's just that's another one that dawned on me. If you're talking about brutal escape scenes, I'll get to it when you're when you're done. Well, with I'm this. I'm about done, so you can you can go for it. Well, I was just thinking about uh, Old Boy. Oh yeah, uh, that's a good one. Which the the original Korean version, not the Spike Lee redo. Brutal. Ugh. Uh Shocked Copley is just not good. No, <laughs> but uh, the original film by what's the director's name? Park Park Chenwook. Oh yeah, yeah, Chenwook Park. Channel Park, yeah. Chen- Chen- guy that did Park. The Handmaiden and Stoker and all that yeah. stuff. Um, the original film was quite good, and the, yeah, the escape scene in that, the friggin' hammer, brutal to watch, but mm-hmm. it's it's filmed awesome. in such a spectacular way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I my, my mind immediately went back to all the sort of eighties action flicks. Like I was thinking about the Rambo films. Oh yeah. What is it, Rambo? any of the Rambo films, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I was thinking about the third yeah, one. Becoming the new Blade Runner on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, which is it? The third one? The fourth one? I can't remember which, but he's in Afghanistan during the Soviet occupation of Afghanistan. The whole scene where he's, you know, it's totally overblown. He, he shoots down in a Soviet helicopter gunship using a, a, an explosive-tipped arrow. Classic scene. And, yeah, it's awesome. It's just fun to watch. <laughs> It's just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Die Hard. Oh yeah. Oh, because yeah, escape. Awesome. You know. Timothy Elephant. Not not well. That one's good too. Actually. Yeah. That one's really good as well. But uh, that's. I mean, well, honestly, any of the Die Hard. But I was thinking the first one. Yeah. Because the, the hostage situation in the tower, and they're all trying to escape from Nakamura Towers, and mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot of fun to watch. Um, obviously, you know, the Escape from films with Kurt Russell, Escape from. New York, oh, yeah, New Escape York, from L.A., sure. uh, both are just, like, they're not 
outstanding films, but they're just they're fun to watch. And they're cool. escape films, and it's it's interesting premise because you're escaping from the city. You rarely ever think I've got to escape from the city, but there you go. I think that every day. Plus, just kidding. Plus, Snake Plissken. Come on, mm-hmm. is there any more badass character? Yeah, there's in he's, all he's, the film than Snake Friggin Plissken. His name cool. is Snake Friggin Plissken. Yeah. Um, if you want to go for more cerebral stuff, I was thinking Brazil. Chicken run. No. Well, Chicken Run's a lot of fun. Oh, Chicken Run's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I just like argument animations. So. Oh, toy, uh, toy Story 3. You know, they get out of the... Um, yeah. The daycare. belt thing. Yeah. Oh. I'm yeah. thinking The Fire. <laughs> oh, that too, but the daycare when they, they get out. I didn't yeah. like that movie at all. Why? But, uh... Brazil. Is it too dark? No. Brazil? Yeah, Brazil. 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 And if you're going with Terry Gilliam, Time Bandits as well. Yeah, yeah, Time oh, yeah. Bandits. That's a good one. So, I mean, those are some really fun, fantastical escape scenes. I mean, Brazil's a little more bizarre because that's escape to your yeah. the deepest recesses of your psyche. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of almost dissociative kind of stuff in a way. That's how I do it. Yep. Split. Mm-hmm. So, Split's good. Yep. Yeah, if you're looking at more psychological withdrawal. No, those escapism. girls literally had that girl. Oh, from escape, escape from home, right. <laughs> well, I was thinking about, because Brazil is not a literal escape from, I'm escaping right. from prison, but it's an escape from the reality and the, you know, all the, the horrible torture and so forth that he's coping with. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Dread is one. Dread? One with Carl Urban. It's, they're like, in the, it's the skyscraper and they have to. Or the apartment complex, and they have to work their way down. Huh. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the which, newer Judge Dredd film. Yeah, which they said Alex Garland secretly directed, actually. No. Hmm. Or most of. What? Dana, Dana yeah. Hetty. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Queen Cersei's in it. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome. She's good. She was really awesome. I really... I didn't... It took me a, a few years, actually, to make the connection between her role in that and... Yeah. Her role in Game of Thrones. Well, seriously. I don't. She's terrible, and she's kind of dumb, but... <laughs> Yeah. Bless her heart. She blew up my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not over it. Who? Marjorie. Mar- Spoiler alert. Marjorie. Uh, Marjorie, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Chloe, you have any? Chicken Run. <laughs> chicken Run. <laughs> chicken Run. No, I had a really, really good one. I forgot what it was. No, but Chicken Run's I awesome. I will say, and Henry's going to Oh, I need eyes. to go see Early Man. Yeah. Damn it. I need to go because Art Man and Misha, I love them. Early man's out. I need to go see that. Sorry. Basically, basically that. every episode of Doctor Who has a killer escape. I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Most of it is them escaping. I'm something. remembering from the first season when it was David Eccleston or Christopher Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston, and they're on that spaceship. Yeah, which yeah. <laughs> they're escaping from that weird bad wolf. Yes. The TV did you which one? There's a there's one where there's a TV show. I'm I'm low key at. Doctor Who Encyclopedia, but only the newer ones, TBH. I've watched all the old ones, but only, like, once or twice. I watched all the old ones, but I was eight years old or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But no. Doctor Who, every bit, you'll find some good escape things, and they're mm-hmm. all really well thought through, and there's, like, a bank heist one with Peter Capaldi that's really good, if we want to bring it recent. I tried to get Henry to do a mini-review of the 11th Hour, the first uh, Doctor Who episode with Matt Smith, mm-hmm. to put next to Wrinkling Time. I didn't say you, I didn't say we would bring up it just in terms of its placement. It would feel a little odd because it's just a single episode. Mm-hmm. Might alienate some people. It wasn't. I chose it on purpose. But I, oh, really? I just thought you'd pick it out here. Let's do that one. Oh, 
Oh, I was just talking <laughs> to my dad about this earlier today because because we're opening uh, seven days in Entebbe, which is unfortunate because it's supposed to be an absolute piece of oh really crap. bad yeah yeah it's at yeah. like what seven percent on Rotten it's Tomatoes really it's low. Low. It's yeah really low. but Argo oh yeah Argo's a good one I was thinking about Argo but then I didn't really like it so oh I loved Argo I thought it was pretty solid yeah that's just me but yeah so uh, hopefully that I mean we gave you a good good, good bunch there so. I can't remember the one I was really excited about. Well, chicken run. Of. I'm no. excited about chicken run. It wasn't chicken run, though. I don't know. Well, we have one similar to what we were just talking about, so you can think on it. Uh, but yeah, so thanks for the email, Kobe. Yeah, Kobe. And this one's from Peter. Peter. <laughs> Great. <laughs> he says, hi, guys and gal. Seeing that you're doing a doc this week, I wanted to ask you your favorite music documentaries. I'm a musician myself, and I'm always on the lookout for great docs about anything dealing with that field. Love the film, Buds. You guys rock. You too, Peter. Uh, the Ruddles. I mean, I'm gonna just straight up searching for Sugar Man. Go watch it. Oh yeah, absolutely astounding. Yeah, I mean, it's what it, it's just he himself, the story, the whole thing is just so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but absolutely, go watch Searching for Sugar Man. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, and then besides that one, everybody was gonna go. No, Twenty feet from stardom, which is good. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; it's good. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Twenty Feet from Stardom. I didn't though. see that. What everybody should go see is Muscle Shoals. Mm. That was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out right around the same time as Twenty Feet from Stardom, but it was really eclipsed by Twenty Feet from Stardom, which still doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah. uh, Muscle Shoals is outstandingly good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have I have a good list here. So, I mean, my favorite, just one of my favorite documentary, documentaries is Amy. About Amy Winehouse, mm. really. I saw that. Yeah, really awesome documentary. Pretty hard to watch, but it's great yeah. if if you're interested in her or just kind of a music icon like that. And then Kurt Cobain montage of heck about Kurt Cobain and mm-hmm. Nirvana. That's uh, again. Ha- guest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. What'd you say? I said wouldn't have guessed. Oh, I mean, it's not like I'm. No, you said Kurt Cobain, and they said it's about Kurt Cobain. Well, I was Keep gonna say going. I was gonna say Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that one's again is kind of a grueling watch because his life wasn't the or his personal life wasn't the prettiest thing. But very good documentary. Uh, Sound City is another good uh, Chasing Train, which was just put on Netflix about oh, yeah. Coltrane. That's, that's really good. Yeah, so if you're interested in jazz, that's a good one to check out. Uh, what happened, Miss Simone? Which is also oh, on that is really good. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I watched that. That yeah. was outstandingly What's, good. Which is also on Netflix. Um, eight days a week about the Beatles and mm-hmm. their touring, big tour, touring years. And yeah, we played, by, we played that at the Chelsea. Yeah, I didn't get oh, really? a chance to see it. Mine was I'm not a George huge, Harrison documentary directed by Ron Howard. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I was never a big Beatles fan, so I missed it. Me neither. I'm a Stones person. I'm, I'm a big Beatles guy. That was always more Jimi Hendrix. Rochette is a big uh, he's a big Hendrix guy yeah. he loves Hendrix yeah. yeah Um, and then the last one I had was Sinatra All or Nothing at All which is the Alex Gibney Sinatra hmm. kind of biopic documentary like right. I think it's two parts but told you about the guy I lived with briefly up in New York right no no, no. no. Tell he us. used to house sit for Sinatra really yeah that's crazy no. yeah so huh but yeah, Sinatra is definitely a, especially when you start reading stuff about him, it's a bit of a controversial figure. Just he was kind of a, could be a jerk. Turd. 
Yeah, although I do love his music, but oh, his music is outstanding. Yeah, but nah. um, wasn't always the nicest guy. Uh, but yeah, so it's he didn't even write his own music. No, he didn't. But then again, who writes their own music in this day and age? Yeah, day and age. Brandon Flowers writes all his own music. Lots of people Billy do. Jarrell, I'm trying to. I mean, my point is there are a lot of pop stars. Who yeah. Are not oh, totally. Music. And I don't respect them. Nor, nor do I. Except for but their their products, whereas I think there was a certain amount of earnestness about Frank Sinatra. He didn't write yeah. his own music, but but the guy had a voice. He could yeah. actually sing, and it wasn't all auto tuned to hell because mm-hmm. they didn't have that technology. <laughs> I prefer, yeah, I guess I. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, those hopefully those are some. Unless y'all have any any others you can think of. I um, liked. I watched. Oh, the Kings of Leon one is really good. What's that? Do you know what's it called? I haven't seen that. No, maybe it's called Back Down South. I don't know. I just made that up. God, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Give me a second, no. Have you seen a, it? No. My there was my, a documentary about the punk movement, particularly in the U.S., and it covered bands like Black Flag and Minor Threat. And there, stuff there's like one that. called The Punk Singer, isn't there? I don't think it's the I same don't think thing. That right? was it. No. Oh, and if you do like um, Green Day, they're not the best documentaries, but um, Bullet in the Bible is one. Um, and then, uh, there's another one, but a lot of them are just like, at least ones that have been done are just very, like a little too aware that they're music documentaries and they're just very stylized and kind of, kind of cheap looking. But I mean, if you like them, you can check those out, but they're, they're not masterpieces for sure. Um, but the King of Leon one's really good. And then also there was one, you know, the national, yeah. So Lee Turner, the Nationals' brother, made one that got a lot of... That was pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, that's a good listen. A lot of those are on uh, on Netflix, I think, so you can... or And on Amazon, I think, so you can check those out. But yeah, so thanks for the emails. Keep doing you, Peter. <laughs> you do you, Peter. Come on, buddy. I want to know what he plays. Maybe who you... We'll next, never know. Next time. We'll never know. <laughs> Yeah. I'd love it if he just emailed back just I play piano and no, that was the, it. It's just like a single piano. Just yeah, <laughs> guitar, piano. Yeah. yeah. Um But yeah, so uh, yeah, again, thanks for the emails. So I guess we can just move on to oh, our geez. picks of the week. <laughs> um and I was I was telling Chloe yesterday that I actually have like loads a ton of stuff to talk about. So if you all just want to sit back for 20 30 minutes, I'll I'll just uh, shoot some of these off. But um that was a joke. Right? Kind of. You're yeah. lucky I wasn't here after the Oscars, is all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Watching the Oscars, I set a duvet on fire. I ripped my pants wide open because I got what? so excited. What? <laughs> yeah. Intentionally, or was this an accident? Where both, ac- both accidental. I didn't need to set a duvet on fire. Hmm? At Mary and Meg's house. Like, oh, where are my pants? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm pretty styling, so I got the rips in the jeans usually, but I got so excited. I did something weird and just ripped all the way up. And it was right before we watched the Oscars and and then I went right from the Oscars and then slept after the Oscars to the airport at Uh 4am for my trip. And so I didn't have any other pants because I was like, I'm going somewhere where I just have one pair of pants. So they started up like way high. I don't know how to describe how high. Like soccer shorts high. Like girl shorts high, you know? (laughs) And then just throughout the trip, just kept hiking up and up. A little up. bit. And stress. Just, oh, yeah. Hmm. It looked like a Venus flytrap, almost. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. 
visual. <laughs> but yeah, uh, bullseye. Okay, so yeah, so I've been uh, getting into some like seventies and eighties kind of John Carpenter esque kind of slasher movies, like horror movies. Oh great! Um, and so I I got the Halloween complete collection on Blu-ray recently. You mentioned that last week. Yeah, Henry. No, no, but I hadn't watched any yet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now we get to drag it over two weeks. Yeah. So the first the first one is amazing, of course, but uh, the second one is actually pretty good. It's just like a kind of a good slasher movie. Then the third one is one where Michael Myers doesn't even appear because they're trying to change up the, I guess, keep it fresh, but and it's okay. It's a little too dated and goofy at times, but it's it's solid. Then the fourth and fifth ones are completely just kind of interchangeable, disposable slasher movies. Just and they're slasher, just, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing over and over for the most part. So if you maybe if you watch it like kind of in a vacuum or away from all the others, it's decent, but for the most part it's just Michael Myers chasing stuff and then getting shot or burned and then I living. always picture Mike Myers. That's I am sure you're not alone. <laughs> But, yes, I mean, but I I do love the kind of the mythology behind Michael Myers. I think that's pretty cool. Um, And then, let's see. Is he the one with the melted face? No. No. That's Freddy Krueger. That's Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, yes. Michael Myers? The the mask. The mask. I thought that was Scream. Well, there's... That is Scream, too. With Timothy Alvarez. They've all got got masks, because Jason Voorhees is known for the old old style. Jason Voorhees? Yeah, from Friday the 13th. Last name? No, I yeah. never saw that one. He's got he's got the old hockey, uh, hockey goalie uh, face mask, and then Michael Myers had the the blank mask. You've seen it before. It's just a blank human face. Yeah, I hope. wears kind of like a blue hole. jumpsuit. Yeah, and he wears a big blue <laughs> jumpsuit. No, not ring, not ringing any bells. He has the. He, it's. A, I thought it was. Well, Jason's got a machete too. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. I'm feeling okay. Ridiculous. So, but oh, yeah. So, hate it. Um, those are. Ugh. I mean, they're. They're fun, and I, I have three left. Um, oh, I did watch the the Rob Zombie first one, mm-hmm. which is not very good. The the violence I heard the part of it because it, the, it gives a more backstory the, for Michael. The first forty minutes are decent. I thought mm-hmm. Rob Zombie was a TV personality. No, no he's the musician. <laughs> he was turned, a musician. Thanks. Yeah, turned doc, um, filmmaker. But there was actually a documentary about Rob Zombie that was supposed to be pretty good. Hmm. Speaking of music, Peter. <laughs> Peter? No, because he, you think you, you equate Rob Zombie with just White Zombie and those those really awful, trashy new metal songs he did back mm-hmm. in the late 90s, early eight, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, but he'd actually been around for quite some time before that in the whole New York punk scene, I think, and did mm-hmm. a lot of shows at CBGB and things like that, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's, that's interesting. But. Yeah. But uh, the the first forty minutes are okay. The violence just feels very self indulgent. Like it's it's. Yeah, that's it's why so, I didn't like a lot and, of those eighty slasher flicks. Well, no, the, this, for those there's kind of a charm to it. It's like it's very campy and goofy, and so those are yeah. for the most part pretty fun to watch. And so I don't have an issue with those. But Rob Zombie completely takes the the kind of fun and charm about it, and just tries to desensitize you with all the uh-huh. the violence and the blood. And so after that, it gets pretty tiring hmm. and then the last hour and a half all these movies are too long but it's just essentially just like a lame remake of john carpenter's first one if you so. want to recapture something that can't be you really should watch ash versus evil dead oh well, i've watched the first oh, season have you? yeah okay yeah it's, it's good you should watch the second season is also i mean they're all really a lot of fun to watch and yeah. i'm not you know i'm not a big 
slasher flick guy, but they're just so goofy and over the top. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, then I rewatched Darkest Hour. Um, and like Good a one. like Good a little one. more than I did first time, but everything besides Gary Oldman just feels so kind of generic in that Ugh. biopic history Whatever. genre. Um, so I mean, but it's, it's solid. It's, it's it's not a it's a decent. It's not it's not spectacular. It's not one for the ages, but it's it's a good film. It's a good watch. It's yeah. an interesting story. Um, then I saw Game Night. Uh, <laughs> the oh good god why is it good? Uh, oh, uh, I Kira invited me, so I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't planning on seeing this, but I'll I'll go. I don't wasn't doing anything that night, and it's it's been getting really good reviews, but like really? it's it's so generic. Still, it's like. All the performances are so, of like just bland and and, and repetitive and. Mm. Who amongst us is surprised? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I that's what okay. I was I, I was thinking <laughs> that's what it was. But since it got good reviews, I was hoping it would at least be funnier. But it's it's not really mm. some a few funny moments, but for the most part, very straight. Not as funny as Reed Witherspoon. Right, very kind of bland and generic kind of mainstream comedy. So not not the best, but not not a train wreck. Um. Then I rewatched Three Billboards uh, on 4K. Uh, yeah, on 4K. We're not at all busy. <laughs> We're not busy. <laughs> on 4K. And um, I do like it, but it's just like after a while, there's so many depictions of kind of hate and violence and, and cynicism that it's like, I feel like it almost goes back on its own message at times. Yeah. yeah. I kind of lose sight of its direction. But it's I mean, moving, still. Moving past the anger, <clears throat> moving past the hatred, moving past it's like, the. the, the uh, but here it is. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's that's yeah, and but I mean, all the performances are amazing. No, looks fantastic. No, no, they absolutely are. Frances McDormand and no. Sam Rock. You don't like her? I'm sorry. No, we've talked about this. She did nothing. She did nothing for me. Nor Allison Janney. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, I agree about Allison Janney and I, Tonya. Well, I that's think. how I feel about Frances McDormand. Okay. But yeah, so Fair someone enough. stole her Oscar. <laughs> oh yeah, I did, I did see that. Yeah. What? Someone stole Francis. And then posted it, and really? then posted it on Facebook. So they obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. Live for that kind of oh, thing. Oh, idiots! But I remember when everyone thought that Sharon Stone stole like three million dollars worth of jewels. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't, but <laughs> she was like the main suspect. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little weird. So funny. And then. I rewatched the Disaster Artist. Even better. And I, I, I like. It. I, I definitely don't love it, but um, it does at times play a little too much, just like a standard James Franco, Seth Rogen comedy. But there are moments of kind of inspired writing and and direction and everything. And so, have I, you seen Have you seen Tommy Wiseau's Joker? Audition? Yes. Have, have you seen that, Brain? No. Oh my gosh! You, <laughs> yeah, I, we have to bring this up. No. You know, you have to see some of it. It's awesome. We can, we can do this later. No. <laughs> Here, someone else go. I'll bring it up. Okay. Can I say Doctor Who some more? It's so Doctor good. Who, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. You know my one... This is, I don't want to... Well, yeah. I was... <laughs> it's like how you don't want to say your birthday wish, right? Mm-hmm. Out loud. So I take... I was, I'm not going to say it, but... Okay. <sighs> yeah. Now I'm just even more puzzled. I have one selfish goal... Which is become Doctor Who. No, I want to be a companion. It's simple. I'm not a doctor type. (laughs) Have you ever danced with a devil in the pale moonlight? Did you? No, but I did. And I did like a devil. 
I'm not the monster. No, I'm just the head of the curve. He has come to me. Come on, I'm not the monster. No. Why? So serious? Why so serious? Why so serious? Let's put a smile on this face. Why so serious? She Groundbreaking performance right there. Yes, yes, but... Look how tall you were when I was one year old. Wow. Freaky. No, I was... You know how old I was in that? She's looking at my Sesame Street measuring. Oh, yeah, I, I was. didn't even notice that. Yeah. I was a year and eight days old, hmm. and you were three feet tall. Cool. Crazy. Cool. If we had met, we would have been friends, That's I'm not sure. three feet. I'm stupid. That's four feet. Okay. <laughs> we would have been friends. I was a baby. I didn't have time for that. I was such a sassy baby. You think oh I'm like God. you think I'm like this now? You have no idea. When I was a baby. Great, great. Uh, and then I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge. I saw that with the marshmallow stairs. Yeah, it was actually kind of awesome. Like it was really? it's the, the practical effects yeah, are great. Practical effects I like. The, the story is actually stupid. Stupid. Wait, is that the one with Johnny Depp? No, that's the, that's the very first that's one. The, yeah, the very first this one, one is actually like kinda of commenting commenting on a teenager having some type of psychological issue and not knowing how to deal with it. It's I mean, it's not like deep commentary, but it's actually kind of interesting. Good violence, good kind of practical effects and stuff. Good violence. There's yeah, a- well, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. effect, effective violence. Y'all, yeah, yeah. Whatever. No, look, I'm not saying, oh, violence, I love it. Yeah, I know. I'm just being... I just hate, I just can't, I just don't like watching it. That's fair. That's- Unless it's like street fighting. <laughs> so do you go to like, under, like do you go to underground MMA like fights like yeah yeah that's Chloe <laughs> I could see you like cheering cheering on no I don't cheer anything on uh, like that what was that one film that Channing Tatum did Terrence Howard was in it about underground street fighting step up <laughs> step up <laughs> no he was a uh, boxer, or whatever. And then I watched on Netflix the new, what's the Netflix movie, The Outsider, with Jared Leto, mm-hmm. and it's about him uh, joining the Yakuza, 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 yeah, I kind of want to watch that. It's okay. Jared Leto in the Yakuza? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's very, it looks good, I mean, it looks nice, and it's, there's nothing glaringly wrong with it, it's just kind of a little overly standard and generic at times but it's it's okay not not the best though if jared leto's in it i'm out i I really like jared leto actually he's beautiful too no i just think he's exactly a, i just he's, Continue. A, he's an interesting actor uh and then i finally i rewatched justice league on 4k yesterday and it's still just okay very goofy and kind of scrambled kind of just put together not that well constructed but and it looks good on 4k so that's something Mm. I like Batman, or Ben Affleck is Batman, and all of that. When oh, Batman. Yeah. They were playing that where we were in Mexico, and when when Ben Affleck came on, everyone just started going, boo! <laughs> why, why do they hate Ben Affleck I don't know, so but I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. You should have asked somebody. I'd yeah. be curious to know why they hate him so he much. He pasa. He pasa. No. I'm more Ben Affleck. Yeah. You got it, Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously don't speak Spanish. Uh, so, anyways, uh, 
I kind of like the look of Aquaman. He's ridiculous and like kind of treated like a rock star, but I kind of like that. It's at least it gives him some type of personality as opposed to everyone else who's just boring and bland. Hmm. Uh, but it's okay. Probably the least effective DC movie they've done, but. Um, really? Yeah. Even worse than Batman oh, I, Superman? I, I like Batman v Superman. It's it's a mess, but to me it's at least trying to do things. Okay. You know, I don't think it's a brilliant film by any means. Uh, that's an understatement. I mean, I, <laughs> I give it like a half star above this. Like, it's, like I'm not... Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it. Um, watched, rewatched a few episodes of Planet Earth 2. Beautiful. That's awesome. That's what I do when I need to... Yeah, it's good. Feel. Very relaxing. Yes, very relaxing. Is. And but yeah, that's on Netflix. Second too, so. most relaxing thing to being hypnotized for me. Sure, sure. Um, I think that's about it for me, fellas. Guys, you watch yeah. more in this last week than I usually do. Yeah, I was kind of, yeah, me too. I, I was kind of like in a just a phase where I didn't have a ton of stuff to do. Or I just didn't feel like doing it. And I just said, let's let's do it. You know. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I would like that life. <laughs> I mean, I, it's usually a little bit. usually not. I've been wanting to watch stuff at the Chelsea, but between all the stuff for the podcast yeah. and everything else going on, the turmoil at the Chelsea that I, yeah, I mean, it's, barely had any it's, time. To, it's usually not like this, so it's kind of been a nice, a relatively free week. So it's huh. yeah, been cool. That's good. Probably won't last, but it's okay. What so, else were you going to say besides Doctor Who, Chloe? Well. That really takes up a that's, lot of my life. <laughs> no, I've been watching... There's a lot of Doctor Who to watch, and it's quite good. Yeah. There's... New season's only going to be ten episodes, mm. but they're an hour each, so... Is this the it. one with the first woman doctor? Yeah, Jodie Whittaker. Cool. going to be dope. Oh, yeah, that... She's really good. It's going to be good. Is she going to have, like, a pretty boy companion? No, it's kind of interesting. She actually has three companions, it looks like, which is the first time since... Well, the Tenth Doctor had three companions because he had Rose, Mickey, and Jack. But yeah, I was going to say Christopher Eccleston. Like, he had Rose, who was the main one, and yeah, then Rose's kind of sort of boyfriend, Mickey. Mickey, and yeah, kind of deal. But um, Jack, who they, was they used to do it a lot. The first ever Doctor, the first ever episode had mm-hmm. three companions, but it hasn't been done very much. But this one, so who knows? I don't know very much about them. Two of them were on Hollyoaks, which is like a soap opera. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. And the other one is like a TV presenter. I don't really know. It's, like, very British stuff that I'm... Even I'm at the oh. loop. Speaking... The only other thing I've been watching is a British show. One of my favorite comedians. It's his show. It's called Man Down. Pretty hmm. good. I've, if you want some, some light, kind of kind of awkward, kind of gross comedy, you know what I mean? Mark Hamill's in it, so... Nice. <laughs> I have go. not heard of that, but... Yeah. Mark Hamill, I'm sold. For an episode. Don't get excited. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot less excited. <laughs> point is that they could get mark hamill yeah so okay and cuckoo whoever recommended cuckoo he's in that too not mark hamill cuckoo greg (laughs) yeah cuckoo's good the first season andy samberg is the main character and the second and third taylor lautner is twist i like taylor lautner way more he's way funnier really way funnier i'm as shocked as you are he was in ridiculous six I didn't see yeah. it. performance. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the most atrociously bad pieces of fucking garbage. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it wasn't Dumpster crazy. fire. Yeah. But yeah, if you want a Greg Davies double feature, even though you don't know, triple feature, he was in the Christmas special of Doctor Who. Wow. If you want to really acquaint yourself with Greg Davies, go for it. All right. The Ridiculous Six, I watched like 10 minutes and said, this is awful. <laughs> then about a half hour later, watched a little more. <laughs> 
it's, I seem to stop just, it. <laughs> no, I did eventually stop it. I haven't seen the end, but I watched <laughs> bits. I watched bits and pieces of it just to try to get a, a, a notion of what it's what the film was about. It's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Is that one of the Adam Sandler ones? Yeah, yeah. That's it's it's like he's trying to do sort of a Mel Brooks thing, but Mel Brooks How dare you? <laughs> was he did a spectacular job of combining satire, like actual high-minded satire stuff with, with like goofy slap stick comedy type stuff he's uh, he's one of the very few comedians directors who was able to combine those things but i mean adam sandler tries to follow in his footsteps and it just falls flat should yeah. i give my mel brooks my favorite mel brooks mel brooks fun fact even though i've given it like five times sure since there's new it. listeners right yeah well maybe mel brooks was originally interested like very passionate about directing the elephant man Mm-hmm. But he thought no one would take him seriously, and he cared so much about the project that he like wouldn't let that happen. You know what I mean? Oh. He like he didn't want no one to see it because he directed it, right? right. Mm-hmm. So he he hired a a newbie named David Lynch to wow. direct the Elephant Man. Interesting. I love the Elephant Man. So wise there man, you go. smart guy. Yeah, yeah. I do I do like Mel Brooks quite quite a lot. So. Yeah, I do too. I mean, all of his songs and are his wife spectacular. Well, not all of his films are spectacular, but many of them are quite good. Yeah. Uh, everybody should go watch Blazing Saddles. Young Frankenstein. 50th time. Mm-hmm. Young Frankenstein is hilarious. Producers. Yeah, that's a good one. The producers. Yeah, producers. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This goes on. Spaceballs, obviously, but that's a little more goofy. Mm-hmm. But it's a... still fun. Yeah. Uh, well, Brayden, anything for you? I finally got around to watching Altered Carbon. I'll say I was underwhelmed. Yeah, that's what Did I'm you watch hearing. all of it? Yeah. Oh. That's what I've been hearing. I only watched the first episode. Did you? Yeah. For the sake I mean, of it, it just... <laughs> it tries too hard to hit so many of the tropes of sort of cyberpunk future noir. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of sort of Blade Runner-y stuff and things like that. You watch these films and, okay, dystopian future, but it seems like everything just boils down to, like, Drugs, violence, sexual degeneracy. I mean, it's just, it's just. That's true. Uh, Trying too hard. It just, it just tries too hard to hit, to not only hit, but, but really play up all the, the, the you know, dystopian future tropes. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just falls flat. And it, it, again, it relies a little too much on the, let's use the Game of Thrones formula and just really. Just go bananas with it, mm-hmm. which is ultra graphic violence, lots of nudity. I mean, uh, none of it really has any place in it. There were a few seasons of Game of Thrones where I felt it lost its purpose because it was just like, hey, let's throw in some sex scenes and then have just ultra amounts of violence. Just just because we can do it, we're on HBO. Let's uh-huh. throw it in. Yeah, it never, it, it never once any of that bothered me on that show. I don't know why. Well, there were a couple seasons, I think maybe two, three, that it just felt extraneous. Like, it didn't serve anything to move the plot forward. It was just like, hey, let's, mm-hmm. you know, boobies, wee, you know. Um, but Game of Thrones, I think, and particularly in the last few seasons, got back to more, Yeah, you know, the usage of that stuff was as a plot device rather than because we've got the budget, let's throw it in. Hey, some dismemberments and a disembowelment and then mm-hmm. and then sex scene, sex scene, sex scene. And the later seasons, again, it's not just there because it can be there. It's there 
to move the plot forward. It's there because it's an integral part right. of the, and I think it's largely done in a more tasteful way than some of the earlier seasons where they sort of lost track of the storytelling. Now, Altered Carbon is just straight up just like violence, gore. Um, I mean, it's not over the top gore. I won't say that. It's not like a slasher flick, mm. but there is a lot of, you know, very graphic violence, a lot of nudity. And it just, Too much I, for Braden. It just doesn't. It just doesn't feel like it fits at all into the story. It's yeah. just like, hey, we got some new Yeah. yeah. Uh, I probably won't check that one out. I didn't take my interest. I mean, it was kind of fun to watch, but you know, if somebody asked me, you know, is this an absolute? You know, is this something I should sit down and binge on? No. If you're really bored and you have nothing else to watch, which Sweet in this day and age, yeah, well, that. that. <laughs> That's uh, that would be my first two, actually. Watch Halloween Five, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, four. Yeah, yeah. Go go backwards. Yeah. But I mean, Altered Carbon was less than uh, less than than I had hoped. Mm-hmm. Very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um. So that being said, uh, I've been watching Jessica Jones season two. Oh yeah, how's With that? D10. Absolutely <laughs> spectacular. Really. Absolutely spectacular. I love the first season, so. Well, I mean, I Daredevil, the first season Daredevil was good, second season, me, ninjas, me. Um, <laughs> but ninjas. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones have both been absolutely spectacular because you forget you're watching superhero shows. Mm-hmm. It's more like crime, drama, noirish, gumshoe. Jessica Jones was super boring. Oh, I, I really liked the character, yeah. Just me? Yeah, it's just you. Just you this time. Well, it's uh, season one. David Tennant. Oh yeah, he's like, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's only in the first season. Yeah. Spoiler alert! I'm definitely not watching it now. <laughs> season two is awesome. Okay. It's really good. All right. Um, and it's a little more of the backstory, and she's investigating the process by which she got her powers, and a bunch of stuff comes to light, and it's really fascinating, and it's done really well. Hmm. But it's not just. First of all, it's not, you know, I'm Iron Man, I'm going to fly around in my suit now, and I'm Thor, and I got a hammer, and, you know, I'm the Hulk, I throw buildings. It's it's much more subtle, they barely even use their powers. I remember why I stopped watching it now. Why? Her neighbor. Who's her neighbor? Disgusting. Which one's? That dude. Malcolm? I watched it so long ago. No, is that the black guy? Yeah. No, the other one. The other one. I don't know. I've forgotten that. It was like an, ex- an extremely graphic death. And I hated it. Uh, oh, I, oh, I think I made that. I said, bye. About. I forget. Bye, Jessica. I forget what that <laughs> bye, was. Jessica. If I say, if I turn off a David Tennant thing, that means it's rough. Mm. Well, that was Roughness. the point, is, is what a demented sociopath Kilgrave is in the first season. It was, yeah. a lot of that well. stuff was used to accentuate... I mean, there was some pretty gnarly graphic stuff, but it wasn't just like, hey, let's have an evisceration because we can. It was, you know, it was there to move the plot along to, for, as a point of character development and that kind of thing. And it was, it was, it wasn't like it was just every five minutes. It was every few episodes yeah. you would have something graphic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think the storytelling and the character development are really outstanding in Jessica Jones. Uh, Kristen Ritter is great. The other the other characters yeah, that they cool. have in it are yeah, she's... really spectacular. Uh, the actors are so good, um, and it's 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 interesting watching more sort of like a moderately superpowered gumshoe again because it accentuates more the human aspect of it. And 
her struggles with everything that Kilgrave did to her and coping with her powers. And, you know, there's a lot of very human, very relatable issues that come up with it. So it's it's actually quite good. Um, I've also been watching Somebody Feed Phil, which is kind of interesting. It's a sort of a documentary (laughs) series, food travel documentary thing on... uh, on Netflix. On the Scientology Network. <laughs> on the Scientology Network. Scientology, the food of Scientology. No, uh, this burger has five feet in this. Right? <laughs> it's okay to eat. Um, I wonder if Scientology has any dietary restrictions now. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's what the, sh- the channel will go yeah. to. <laughs> uh, but uh, cooking with Tommy... <laughs> Oh, I would so, I would so, your favorite recipe. I would, that. I would, I would that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so watch that. That'd be yeah. Uh, but um, no, it's uh, so he just travels around various places. I've seen three episodes so far, and he goes to Bangkok, Saigon, and then I believe Tel Aviv is where he is in Israel. He travels around in each one of the different countries, though you know, so Thailand, uh, Vietnam, and and Israel. Uh but it's fun. He's he's a he's a bit of a goober, but he seems to. Well, I mean, he's just he's just goofy. Yeah. But he seems to genuinely enjoy the countries where he is, and he seems to genuinely like the people and respect their cultures. And yeah, you know. that's always so, nice. In this day and age. <laughs> yeah. Have I recommended Travel Man before? With Richard so. Iwade. What is that? It's on Amazon Prime. Oh. Travel Man. It's Richard Iwade Moss from. Mm-hmm. IT crowd goes around with celebrities to different countries for weekend vacations, as you can do Ooh, in, in that Europe. That sounds kind of fun. Slash down. the UK because yeah. the world's going to mess, so I've got to separate the two. But yeah, it's really good. That sounds good. Paul Rudd's in there. Nice. Little people. I don't know why Paul Rudd's the one who came. Oh, to Paul mind, Rudd is in Howling Six. There like you it's, go. it's one of his first roles. Really? Yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> so a little fun fact there. <laughs> but yeah so uh, I, a, a, anyone else have anything else I think that's about about all I watch so I'm trying to remember I feel like there's something else that I've been watching lately but it's not it's not popping in my head you can save it for next time yeah yeah I'll do yeah. maybe we'll all be here yeah hopefully it's <laughs> uh, running yeah <laughs> record uh, but I, alright well I guess that about brings us to the end of the show um, so yeah next week Tomb Raider and then I guess we can figure out a retro. I had actually thought of The Lost City of Z. That might be interesting. That'd be Because it's like a different type of adventure movie. Jungle. Or, yeah. Or, Let's do that one. Maybe. Yeah. Or we could throw that one in there. Jumanji. Two, three. Jumanji. Do, do a triple uh, triple review. but um, and Or maybe we might do another video game movie. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But Oh, please don't do that to me. Warcraft. Yeah. Oh, I'd still be down to rewatch Warcraft. Been aching to force feed that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, after having just watched Mute, I'm just really upset with the direction because Moon was so good. Then you watch Mute, you go, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, you, yeah. Henry mentioned that you liked Mute. I don't understand that, but whatever. Well, yeah. well I think it, it has a. It, I feel like it's going to be like a cult film or something. Yeah, I like it. Maybe. Yeah. Coming because it's so easily accessible too. Yeah. Who knows? End the show. Well, yeah, give me a second. So, uh, yeah, so the, we'll do those for next week. Um, I think that's about it, guys. Thanks so much, as always, for being here. Always appreciate it. Huzzah. Good to have everybody back. Um, what did you say? Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> that's, 
yeah, so, and as always, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you have a, Gemma, hope you feel better. Best wishes to you. Speedy recovery. Hope to see you soon. And we'll see you next week. Like my love.